long queues as their details had to be entered manually. Passengers at Gatwick, Heathrow and Luton airports all reported that it took them more than an hour to get to the immigration desk. There was also disruption at Manchester and Birmingham and maritime ports such as Southampton and Dover were affected too. The UK Border Force apologised for the delays but said its priority remained the security of the border. The Sinn Féin leader Gerry Adams has spent the night in custody after being arrested in connection with the abduction and murder of Jean McConville in 1972, one of the most notorious murders of the Troubles in Northern Ireland. He was detained yesterday evening after voluntarily attending a police station in Antrim. There are calls for a crackdown on drug dealing in Houghton Regis. Residents say it's taking place outside their homes in Tithe Farm and Parkside and the police don't do anything about it. Oh, there's lots of youngsters. They don't have a job. They don't have college or courses. There's drugs, there's smoking. A lot of people take drugs around here and drink. My son, I'll see him out there. I've got to watch him outside, outside the window. They can't play out with their friends unless you're watching them. A 15-year-old boy will appear in court this morning charged with the murder of a teacher who was stabbed at a school in Leeds on Monday and Maguire, who was 61, died from multiple stab wounds. A fifth of crimes could be going unrecorded by police. Thirteen police forces, including Hertfordshire, are the subject of an interim report by Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabulary who blame poor knowledge of the rules, inadequate supervision and pressure of workload. A hospital trust which caters for people in South Buckinghamshire has been placed in special measures after failing an inspection. The Care Quality Commission found that care at Wexham Park Hospital in Slough was inadequate. In sport, the Champions League final will be an all-Madrid affair after Atletico came from behind to win 3-1 at Chelsea last night, going through by the same score on aggregate. And the weather, a cloudy morning without breaks of rain, some sunny spells this afternoon, but also heavy, slow-moving showers, a maximum temperature 14 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport on online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The village green is smashing. You know, the cricket on the green. The Everything you want the green to be used for. It's all the about green. where you live. We live down near the green and it is nice. nice. Down near the big house there. Nice. And all this week we're featuring Houghton Regis. Well, not far from where we're standing is Houghton Hall. And there's a load of green area behind there. The Big Tour. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, quite often we uh, come into uh, BBC Three Counties Radio, and let's be honest, you may not have noticed, but w- we managed to um, weave a quilt out of very little material. It's... Today we've got shed loads, there's loads of stuff going on, there's too much stuff going on. So what have we got? Well, hey, Luton Airport, they got permission to expand yesterday. They kind of kept it quite quiet, though. We had to do a little bit of prodding and, well, prodding and asking to find out. So we'll get your reaction to that. But then, last night at Luton Airport, there was, as one uh, passenger described, chaos. The computers broke down that scanned the passports. People were waiting for ages to get through passport control. Also this morning we'll be talking about people living in fear in Houghton. We've heard how many of the residents aren't happy at the response time from the police. Well, the police and crime commissioner Ollie Martins is coming in to uh, answer why. And we'll also be speaking to the Shefford woman who was accused of poisoning her boss. 
Wow, what a busy show, you see? I've never seen Catherine Boyle work. So hard, so hard, sorry, sorry. If you want to get in touch, you can. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. You can also send me a cheeky text if you want. 81333, start your text, 3CR. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Six, he stood on the ground He weighed 235 pounds But I saw that giant of a man Brought down to his knees by love He was the kind of a man That would gamble on luck Look you in the eye and never back up But I saw him crying like a little whipped pup Because of love You can't see it with your eyes Hold it in your hand but like the wind that covers our land Strong enough to rule the heart of any man This thing called love It can lift you up, never let you down Take your world and turn it all around Ever since time nothing's ever been found That's stronger than love They struggle in doubt They trouble their minds day in and day out Too busy with living to worry about A little word like love But when I see a mother's tenderness As she holds her young close to her breast Then I thank God that the world's been blessed With a thing called love You can't see it with your eyes Hold it in your hand but like the wind that covers our land Strong enough to rule the heart of any man This thing called love It can lift you up, never let you down Take your world and turn it all around Ever since time nothing's ever been found That's stronger than love Ever since time nothing's ever been found That's stronger than love I love that song. Did Johnny Cash... Because I would call that a pop song. Did he do more pop... Was there an album of pop songs by Johnny Cash like that? I think he did a few crossovers. That and A Boy Called Sue. Anything else? Yeah, there's some. Ring of Fire. I've got... Have you got the Johnny and June duets album? Yeah, you you, um, uh, bought it. it You bought it for me. Yes. Um, There's some stuff on there that's quite poppy. Some of it's a little bit hippie. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to dig that out and have a little listen. It's now, good. Uh, Luton Airport, Luton Airport, Luton Airport. Big yes. news story for, a big news day for Luton Airport. First thing, the go-ahead has been given uh, for the expansion of Luton Airport. I refuse to call it London Luton Airport, because if I was an American and I got off at London Luton Airport, I would be disappointed. <laughs> I would be very disappointed. The news was released by the site's owners overnight, who say it'll be an economic boost for Luton and the surrounding area. Catherine Boyle has been looking at this. We first caught wind of this last week, 
didn't we? Yes, or we thought we might have. Um, the process has been going on for such a long time now. Either the planning process has been a year, but before that there was lots of talk about what might happen. So when the chairman of one of the airport's Spanish owners, Ayena, suggested the plans would get the go-ahead in the next few weeks at a meeting in London last week, we weren't sure how much of that we could take as read, you know, how much of that was batting away a boring question. And yet here we are, a week later, with a news release put out pretty quietly, it has to be said. There was overnight. no fanfare, and we had to ask several times, didn't we? It was in response out? to a question we put in early yesterday morning. We got something through, I mean, after close of play last night, let's be fair to say. Um, the government giving Luton Borough Council permission to rubber stamp the planning application, which has itself been controversial, giving Luton Borough Council that power, because the council has a pretty hefty financial stake in the airport, and some critics, including the Conservative MP for Hitchin and Harpenden, Peter Lilly, have spoken out about this in the past, and say that decision should have been taken well out of their hands because they stand to gain from it. As far as we know, what are the plans? Well, they're set to increase the amount of passengers the airport can process to up to 18 million. And to give you an idea, 9.7 million passengers used London Luton last year. So just to be clear, that 18 million is the maximum number the facility will be able to cope with. So we won't necessarily see those kind of numbers, at least not straight away. And given that EasyJet has signed a new 10-year deal with the airport, though, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that it could get that way in time. In terms of building work inside, here's what we're looking at. Up to 20 new passenger screening lanes, 15 immigration screening lanes, of which more in a second, mm. up to eight international and one domestic passenger luggage reclaim belts, more shops, food outlets and spaces for passengers to circulate and sit in, and a new two-storey pier. I'm not quite sure what uh, that is. Pier, piers are for boats, Catherine. Everyone knows that. it sticks out the side. Uh, well, that in, that's inside the building. What's happening outside? Well, they're planning to build a new multi-storey car park and reconfigure the road that runs from the Holiday Inn roundabout to the front of the central terminal. They're also talking about building a new taxiway for planes so they can get them off the runway more quickly and they're hoping in this way they'll be able to free up the runway for more flights and bring in an additional six million passengers every year. There's been lots of opposition as we've heard on this show hasn't there? We'll yes. probably hear again this morning. Well we'll be asking them for their for their take on this this morning and campaign groups have been fighting this since the planning application was a twinkle in the operator's eye. They're concerned about the impact on outlying areas obviously and they're particularly angry about the possibility of more night flights mm. and the noise that that will bring. The managing director of the airport insists however that this is a positive thing for local people and passengers alike. He sent us a statement um, uh, talking about the opportunities it brings for the local economy in terms of jobs and investment are significant and Luton can now press ahead with making its local airport bigger and better while remaining a good neighbour. Uh, uh, big news, so that's the expansion plans, 08459 555 if you want to give your say on that. Uh, but there was, uh, it, and this isn't an exaggeration, this was one of the, the phrases used by someone caught up. There was chaos last night at Luton Airport. What happened? Not just Luton Airport across the bo- across um, our airport network. That we've had a word from a number of passengers, though, who've been caught up in the disruption at Luton Airport. Immigration, incoming arrivals. Um, the computer system at Border Control went down across the country, so passport control desks across the country were affected. Apparently the queues at Luton Airport have been so long that passengers are actually spilling out onto the tarmac. Oh, Justin is there for us this morning. Justin? Hello, Ian. Morning, Justin. What's, what's happening? What's been happening? Well, uh, I can tell you at the moment, um, the, the first arrival due in here at Luton Airport is 6.50 this morning. Between okay. 6.50 and 7.50, uh, there are 10 flights. So we are going to work out very quickly this morning whether there are still problems. Certainly um, um, the outgoing flights this morning, that particular area of this airport, you're talking about 18 million passengers. It is packed in there. Uh, but of course, uh, the computer glitch doesn't affect those flights. It's 
just the flights coming in. So it's just the people coming in. Am I right? Is, is this right? Is the computer that scans the passport basically, Kath? Is that is that what's what's gone? I down? understand that's what it is. It's border controls passport uh, computers, and it's on arrivals only. Outgoings not. Fixed. And it's the thing, isn't it? Just when you come back from a flight, wherever it is, you mm. want to get through as quickly as possible and go home. If you're stuck there for ages, it, it, it's not a happy environment. It's the last thing you want. I mean, Simon Kelman was here last night. He's been quoted by BBC News. He sent us an email as well. Um, he was travelling back here uh, to Luton from Barcelona. He said there were 2,000 people queuing and they Gosh. waited for almost two hours. Wow. I mean, that was the situation at around 11 o'clock last night. Obviously, this morning, as I mentioned to you, the first flight due in here is at 6.50. Uh, we'll certainly keep a very close eye on this situation. Justin, we will speak to you later on. Hopefully that's all sorted out. Two hours. And apparently there were scuffles. You know, people crammed together. You're tired. You want to go home. Yeah. It is that thing after a flight, uh, even, even a relatively short flight, you just want to you want to get through customs, you want to go home, and, and that's it. And if you're having to wait, I mean, I've had to wait 45 minutes, I think, yeah. in the past, it's the longest. Uh, and that's frustrating. But they wait there for two hours, it's going to be tense, and there'll be lots of... What, what Brits tend to do in that situation... Oh, come on. Oh, come on. There's lots of that. But the poor guys on border control, what can they do if the computer won't allow it to, to No, to they process? can't do it. Well, the, 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 again, I, I had uh, on the way in on Five Live that the, the border control people were kind of begging their bosses to let them do the old-fashioned look-at-the-passport-look-at-the-face kind of thing, but they weren't allowed to do it. Wow. Thank you, Catherine. We'll speak again in a little bit. 08459 455 555. It's Luton Airport Day. Two big stories. It's got the go-ahead to expand... It could potentially be doubling the number of passengers and there's going to be huge amounts of building work going there and more planes and all kinds of things. Your thoughts on that? I know lots of you support it. I also know a significant number of you do not support it. 08459 455 555. And if you or anyone you know were caught up in the chaos last night, that's a passenger's word, that's not me... Um, uh, what's the word when you make something bigger than it actually is? Exaggeration. That's the fella, thank you. Yes, it's not me doing that. Uh, It's a quote. If you know someone who was caught up in that, 08459 455 555. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a quarter past six. Here's the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. On the M25 clockwise at Junction 18 for Chorleywood, the road is partially blocked and also the entry slip road partially blocked following an accident. It's causing queues on the main carriageway at the moment and it's also having a knock-on to the anti-clockwise carriageway as people slow to look. Between Sandy and Bedford in Moggerhanger, the Bedford Road is closed around St John's Road in both directions following a serious accident. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. It's coming up to 6.16. It's uh, Thursday, the 1st of May. Pinch punch, first of the month, and no return. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The government has given the go-ahead for a major expansion of London Luton Airport, which will take passenger capacity up to 18 million a year. Meanwhile, several airports, including Luton Airport, have suffered overnight delays at passport control due to a fault on UK border force computers. And in sport, Chelsea are out of the Champions League after losing 3-1 to Atletico Madrid in the second leg of their semi-final. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC 
BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. There's nice people, there's nice shopping area. We live down near the green and it is nice. Inviting everyone to where you live. On a whole, it's great. We both play bowls at the bowls club, which is nice, social side. Where I live, it's nice. You've got good community spirit. It's becoming a bit more villagey and uh, better community spirit. And all this week, we're featuring Houghton Regis. I think it's a lovely place. I really do. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. Fantastic library service here, actually. One of the best. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Houghton Regis is a growing town and it's good for the future. I couldn't really see myself living anywhere else bbc three counties radio remember kids a ridicule is nothing to be scared of This is how you do records. Don't you ever, don't you ever Stop being dandy, showing me your answer Don't you ever, don't you ever Stop being dandy, showing me your answer Prince Charming, Prince Charming Ridiculously nothing to be scared of Don't you ever, don't you ever Stop being dandy, showing me your answer Standard. Prince Charming, 
kids, all kids listening, all kids who are starting making bands and stuff, that's how you do a record, all right? That's, that's how you do a record. Oh, that was good. I'm tempted to play that again. It's the next song. That was good. Now, all this week, we're focusing on Houghton Regis as part of the big tour. And the stories we've been told by local people are a world away from those we've heard in previous locations. Earlier this week, we heard the uh, town centre's become a no-go area after dark. And if they're not throwing their weight about in Bedford Square, gangs of teenagers are behaving like idiots on off-road bikes. Well, now we're getting reports of open criminality, drug-taking, assaults, prostitution, and the feeling that reporting it to the police will either do nothing or actually make things worse. Well, our reporter, Tony Fisher, joins me in the studio. Morning, Tony. You went to Houghton Regis yesterday. What are people saying? Yes, Ian, I went to the Thai Farm uh, estate, Thai Farm Road, Hillborough Crescent, round there. Um, one person who I've spoken to says the town is going to end up like a little Beirut, and the best thing they could do is put a bomb on it. Uh, strong words. Mm. But they say there are drug deals going on near their house. Uh, the police don't do anything about it. Um, others say that we've heard about the Dog and Duck pug, uh, pub, pub sorry, on Parkside, Drug deals going on around there, uh, regularly involving youngsters, 14, 15 years old. Only yesterday we were talking about young people taking drugs. Um, men hiding in the woods who are supplying the illicit substances, apparently. This is according to people who live in Houghton Regis. Um, but these people say it's the young who are the problem. Oh, there's lots of youngsters. They don't have a job. They don't have college or courses. There's drugs, there's smoking. A lot of people take drugs around here and drink. You see them getting their money and then going next door and getting their drinks, so... <laughs> what about round here, crime, drugs, Should prostitution? I'm, I'm new up here, he would know more about it than me. I don't want to say nothing. I'm in a group of the kids, you know, they, they chuck the stones and... Um, they chuck stones, uh, you're a taxi driver? Taxi driver, yeah. They chuck stones at your car? On, on the, especially on the taxis, yeah. And where where the where is the problem exactly? This is in Parkside Drive or the um, Thai Farm Road. So if you go and pick someone up from Thai Farm Road... Do you yeah. think again? T- yeah. Twice. Twice, yeah, I think twice. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt, there's some people are fearing for their own children, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. I spoke to this man who says he can't leave his son to play alone outside. OK, what do you think about Hound Regis? I though? think it's disgusting, right, what goes on around here now. My son nearly got run over by a motorbike a few months back. You know, they're driving around and they don't, they don't care. You know, my son, I'll see him out there. I've got to watch him outside, outside the window. You know, you can't... Why should you? They can't play out with their friends unless you're watching them. So it's turning into a... So... What, what are you afraid of with your son? Everything. Everything. Getting Crime, over, then he might get run over. There's a white van that goes about as well. We got a letter from school. About a white van trying to pick kids up and stuff like that. Come on. A white van trying white to pick van. kids up? pick kids up yeah you know you can't trust anybody anymore about that white van in mm. i spoke to the police um the local sergeant thinks it's it was uh, around january february time kingsland school made them aware of a suspicious incident no children were grabbed but a white van had been spotted acting suspiciously in the area uh police gave advice to the school about stranger danger they call it uh which was then sent on to parents and this is what i think this gentleman was referring to uh patrols kept an eye out but nothing further how unsettling Mm. Uh, what about the police we've not heard the greatest reports about the police this week from from residents saying um they're slow to turn up uh, if they do 
do turn up, they're often put on hold when they phone up. What, what have people been saying to you? Yeah, and, all, uh, and also they, they've now become so apathetic they don't even bother ringing the police in many instances. Um, but I spoke to Kishore Patel, who runs the Nisa store in Hilbra Crescent in Houghton Regis, which was broken into only about two or three weeks ago, and he wants the police to respond quicker. We apprehended a uh, shoplifter in the store, and it took about 25, 28 minutes for, for the police to turn up. So I, I, these are the sort of things that we, we would like to work with the police to make sure that um, uh, the shopkeepers are, have got the confidence in the police uh, when they call, you know, there is somebody going to be coming around, you know, quicker than 28 minutes, you know. So it just gives the confidence for the, for the staff, for the owners to actually, if they're going to apprehend, they know there's going to be a response on the way. Uh, Tony, d- depressing to be honest. Depressing, but th- yes. Um, later on, after eight in, we'll be speaking, as you mentioned earlier, to Ollie Martin's police and crime okay. commissioner for Bedfordshire, who can respond to some of those. We will put issues. all of that to him, Tony. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now, kids, this this is how you do a record. All right. Our lips shouldn't touch. Move over, darling. I will. I'm there. Make love to me. Anytime, Doris. Anytime. Make love to me, yep, 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 yep. Make love I'm doing it. That's how you make a record. Man alive! Doris Day. By the way, if you go onto the BBC iPlayer and you find the uh, Doris Day documentary that was on BBC4 recently, don't watch it. It's awful. They made a fascinating, tragic story as dull as anything. Oh, I was going to watch that. It was 
awful. Her life is incredible. You know, this huge star, then ripped off by her husband who died, and uh, he spent all her money. She was a million dollars in debt. She had to do a rubbish TV series to kind of get the money back. Fascinating story. Made really, really dull by the BBC. Great work, oh, guys. Oh, what a shame. Great work, BBC. And the thing is, there won't be another Doris Day documentary now because you did it. You wasted that opportunity. Ah, dear. Lots to talk about this morning. The expansion of Luton Airport. Good idea. And were you caught up in the chaos last night? 08459 455 555. The paper's coming up soon. If you want to take part, you can by dialing that number. Let's get the travel news now with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise at Junction 18 for Chorleywood, the entry slip road and the main carriageway partially blocked. All traffic on the main carriageway having to pass in lane four following an accident. We've got queues back to Junction 17 for Maple Cross at the moment. And on the speed sensors, it's also having a knock on to the anti-clockwise carriageway as people slow to look at the accident with congestion back from Junction 19 for Watford. Also between Sandy and Bedford in Moggerhanger, the Bedford Road is closed around St John's Road in both directions following a serious accident. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The government has given the go-ahead for the major expansion of London Luton Airport, which will take passenger capacity up to £18 a year. Luton Borough Council had backed the plans, but Communities Secretary Eric Pickles has now given the green light. Meanwhile, several airports, including London Luton, have suffered overnight delays at passport control due to a fault on UK Border Force computers. One passenger arriving from Barcelona told the BBC he'd waited two hours at Luton. And a report which looked at 13 police forces including Hertfordshire, has found that one in five crimes are going unrecorded. Police failed to log crimes such as rape, robbery and burglary. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Champions League final will be an all-Madrid affair after Atletico came from behind to win 3-1 at Chelsea last night, going through by the same score on aggregate. Thiago again stretches one in midfield, then sends a floater forward to Wanfran, and Hazard wasn't there, and the header comes in against the bar, and then driven in in the end by Turan, the Turkish international, and that surely is that. Atletico Madrid celebrates. They lead 3-1. Arda Turan has scored. And now Chelsea need an absolute miracle. St Albans City are through to the Southern League playoff final after a 4-2 win at Cambridge City. St Albans will be away to Chesham in the final on Bank Holiday Monday. Watford are to rename the Rouse stand at Vicarage Road after former manager Graham Taylor. The renaming will take place at the start of next season. Taylor says he is truly honoured. Bristol Rovers have been reported to the Football Association after pitch invasions during Saturday's win at Wickham. And the new Stevenage ladies team lost 3-1 at home to QPR in their inaugural game at the Lamex Stadium last night. Bedford Rugby Club have signed two new players for next season with current prop Phil Bolton signing a new 12-month contract. The Blues welcome back former centre Henry Staff from Rosslyn Park with prop Camilo Parilli Ocampo joining from Ealing. And world number one Neil Robertson is through to the semi-finals at the World Snooker after beating Judd Trump 13-11. He'll play Mark Selby. In the other semi-final Ronnie O'Sullivan faces Barry.
Barry Hawkins. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Isn't that nuts? Isn't that nuts? Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC uh, Three Counties Radio, 08459 455 555. Catherine Boyle has joined me for the papers, as she often does at this time. Yes. Uh, we're talking... Big news uh, today. Lots of news. You've been rushing around like a, a lunatic. I know. Well, I got a, a Not message... Not smeared in your own, you know, faeces or anything, but you've certainly been... Work- well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> someone's. You've been working hard. I have. I got a text message at midnight last night talking about the expansion having gone through. This is the exciting life I lead. Expansion having gone through. <laughs> and then I started hearing about passengers queuing on tarmac. I thought I've got to get it into work early. I got in ten minutes early. Well, with the, Simon... I really appreciate it. Well, exactly. Simon, you, you were caught up in this chaos last night, were you? I was indeed, and chaos is probably the polite word to use for it. What, what, what happened? What, where were you coming from? What time did you get there, and, and what happened? Uh, I came back from Barcelona last night and landed at Luton at a quarter to eleven. Uh, we were given no information on the aircraft at all. Bust from uh, probably the remotest stand at Luton, which is 1R, all the way to the other end of the terminal. We had a guided tour at gone 11 o'clock of the terminal. And then the queue was like a sea of people. Um, it took me two hours to clear, over two hours to clear immigration last night at Luton because this computer glitch earlier in the day, uh, border control officers, border agency officers were, were manually inputting everybody's details and waiting for the screen to come up to show our photograph or whatever. Uh, there were two and a half thousand people when I joined the queue and when I left uh, gone 1.15 in the morning, there were still 2,000 people behind me. So were they, they were typing in the passport number, were they? Uh, typing in, I presume, passport number, name and date of birth, something along those lines, oh, and waiting for the response. Uh, the border force people who were there were doing a valiant job. They had every deaf man, but there were young children, there were babies, there were heavily pregnant women in the queue. There was no inf- almost no information being given out, uh, almost no water being given out. And if you went to the loo, of course, you lost your place in the queue. But more importantly, I understand, because I've worked in and around airports for the last 30 years, um, the senior staff at Luton and at Heathrow and Gatwick asked their superiors to be allowed to just visually scan passports. And this permission was not forthcoming. So the old look at the photo, look at the face, look at the photo again, yeah, you're, three to, you're free to go through, uh, and they weren't allowed to do that? Yes. And if they'd have done that, there wouldn't have been these problems in terms of the queue. The IT problem would have been there, but the, the, the problem is not dealing with the glitch in the IT. The problem is dealing with the actuality of tens of thousands of people who were delayed yesterday. Who do, who do you blame for that then, Simon? Uh, undoubtedly the head of border force and the secretary of state and her minister of state. You'll remember the Brody clark fiasco of several years ago when allegedly Brody clark the then head of UK border agency gave authority for chief officers to use their discretion in an attempt to reduce the length of queues at airports and allowed officers to visually scan passports. Um, This apparently can only be done with the permission of the minister. And last night I didn't see the minister or the minister of state at Luton Airport. Uh, What was, um, I I feel uh, embarrassed to say this cliche question, what was the atmosphere like there, Simon? It varied. It was fairly good-natured, I think, resigned indignation.
British stiff upper lip, although there were a lot of foreigners in the queue, or our European uh, friends, as we now could say. Um, but um, uh, there were a couple of punch-ups at Luton last night because you had people coming from two different directions into the uh, immigration hall, and people suspected possibly that others had jumped the queue. Uh, punch-ups? Yeah, there was a bit of a scuffle at one point, but it, 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 it calmed down. I, I'm detecting from your voice, Simon, you, you're a little bit um, narked by this. I think that's a very polite way of putting it. Um, the fact is that the border agency were not proactive. I've seen what it says on the BBC News website uh, in terms of the borders are secure. Uh, I'm not quite sure what that means because the borders to the UK leak like a sieve. But the fact is that they should have done more. They should have dealt with the situation in terms of tens of thousands of people, I understand the queues at Heathrow Terminal 3 yesterday were in excess of three hours, and Gatwick was four hours. Simon, I, listen, I really appreciate your call. Go and have a nice chamomile tea. Calm down. You, you, you can't survive the whole day like this. Um, but, but I really appreciate you phoning up and uh, letting us know what happened. My pleasure. Keep well. Bye-bye. Simon, thank you very much indeed. I, I, fair play. I would be sounding more angry. I would be sounding angrier. Simon was that when you're waiting over two hours to get through two and a half thousand people what a great call not able to go to the loo because someone will take your place oh people getting tense behind you and of course you got I, I hadn't even thought you've you got kids you got kids in that queue oh my god that's a nightmare Simon's excellent call I really appreciate that oh eight four five nine four double five five double five so what was the problem why couldn't they just use their initiative was it for government figures they wanted well, yeah, to make yeah. sure that they knew exactly what was well, I, I remember he in. knows his stuff I remember exactly what he was talking about when I uh, didn't the, the head of border control have to resign or something uh, and because of that incident uh, you can't th- th- they can't use their discretion the passport control can't use their discretion they have to get the thumbs up from the minister if you were there last night if you know someone who was 08459 555 let's have a little bit of Carly Simon and then we'll have a look at the papers
not a fan of the Star Wars. Although I, 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 I may, I'm going to give Come them another on, go. Everyone kind of likes um, it. I never, I never really did. I, there's something I can watch the, uh, the, 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 the latest three, but I'm, the original three, I'm going to give them another, another chance because I've never li- really liked have them. Have you got them? I'll lend them to you. No, uh, um, have you got them? Yeah. All right, I'll borrow them. Yeah. Okay. I've never seen Return of the Jedi. But even I, this is the point, even I got a little bit excited by the photos that were in the papers yesterday of the whole cast for the new Star Wars film. I generally just like those 30 years later sort of photos. Yeah, it was a great, it was, it was all of them sat around, I guess, doing a script reading. Yeah. Uh, so you've got Mark Hamill and uh, Carrie Fisher and um, uh, the Indiana Jones, but all the new people. And but then C-3PO yeah, in the we, box. In a little box. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that brilliant? How cool that. was that? I loved it, I loved that. Uh, it was R2-D2, actually. Oh, yeah, C-3PO's the tall one. He's the gay robot, isn't he? Uh, I don't know whether you... Um, yeah. He's a gay robot. He's a gay posh He's robot. Camp. He's camp. He's camp In the future, even robots are allowed to be homosexual. You see? And they'll probably be allowed to marry one day. Oh, dear, what's going on? What have you found in the papers? Because I'll be honest, Catherine, while there's a lot of local stuff going on, yeah. there ain't a lot happening in the world. The nationals need to keep up. Don't they, just? Um There's this. I mean, there's, I mean, there's some awful news on the front pages. Um... Peaches gelled off. Some of the papers seem to think that they know what went on before the, um, the toxicology. Well, where is released. it? So where is this? Hang on, because a lot of the papers are saying she died of heroin abuse. I've not. Well, re- no, some are. The Times is saying it, and the Mail Online is reporting what the Times so, so, is saying. Okay, so where have the Times got it from? I've not read the story. If I'm honest, I, I will do later. Where have the Times got it from? Sources, I imagine. It's not been released. Sources. It's not been released. Um, okay. It's not been released properly yet. It's due out today, isn't it? Toxicology report. Okay, well, the, the, okay. So someone's someone's leaked it, haven't they? So, someone it looks in the like office it. Someone's that. spoken. Uh, well, if that's the case, uh, I don't think that diminishes from the sadness. I no. think, if anything, it, it, it makes it slightly well, not not more tragic. It's just as tragic. It's just horrible. Poor girl. I, I think we should all before you go to the story you found. We should all salute um, Bob Hoskins. Let's just oh. give let's just give Bob the big salute to to the point where I'm actually going to a film that I've, I've been wanting to see for ages. And I never have. Even though it's supposed to be rubbish, today I'm going to treat myself to Super Mario Brothers. Oh. Because I think I might like that. And I think enough time has passed for it to have kind of a kitsch quality about it. I think if you're braced for it to be rubbish, yep. you can only be pleasantly surprised. I'm, this, is, it, this is how I'm going to pay tribute to uh, one of Britain's greatest actors. I'm going to watch one of his worst films. I thought you were going to say like, Mona Lisa or something. I remember seeing Mona Lisa as a kid. I think it was really dull. Yeah, but as a kid, you're not watching no. it properly, are you? I did like The Long Good Friday. That's a good film. That's a good film. He was just great. He reminded me of my granddad. I'm sure he came to see me at a tiny club in North London, played ukulele. I say came to see me, his daughter was on the same bill. Yeah. So he came to see her, but he was there watching me. She's sure a writer and an actress, isn't she? Or is that yeah. a daughter? I don't know. I may she, just be um, making all this up. She put something out on Twitter last night that I thought was really touching. Um, it was the 11 things my dad taught me. Oh, yes. Oh. That's in the some of the papers. Some beautiful things. Another daughter of a famous actress I um, saw perform uh, 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 in a pub in North London, a, a, a sort of variety evening I was comparing, was Anthony Hopkins' daughter, who really? was singing her own songs. With success? Well, I mean, success in as much as she got them out, failure in as much as they were the most tedious awful things I had ever heard in my life. Or, I mean... And you've heard a lot of tedious things. I, I've, I've done a lot of awful, tedious things, you know, and far be it for me to judge, but, whoa, what a stinker. Oh, oh wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. We'll come to the papers in a second, because it's a quarter to seven. I want to get the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M25 clockwise at Junction 18 for Chorleywood, the entry slip road is now closed, but all lanes on the main carriageway have reopened following an accident. Queues are going back to Junction 17 for Maple Cross at the moment, and it's also having a knock-on to the anti-clockwise carriageway as people slow to look, with that congestion starting at Junction 20 for Kings Langley. The M1 London bound also heavy between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur and 9 for Redbourne. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Sorry, a little panic there as I had my um, <clears throat> telephone on the record player here <laughs> and it started it started spinning like a good un, and uh, my phone went flying off. But I think I managed to get away with it. No one noticed. 6.46, it's um, Thursday the 1st of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, sorry. Pinch, punch, first of the month and no return. The government... <laughs> sorry, what? Where are you going? Ow! Grow up! You grow up first. The government has given the go-ahead for the major expansion of Luton Airport, which will take passenger capacity up to 18 million a year. Meanwhile, several airports, including uh, Luton Airport, have suffered overnight delays at passport control due to a fault on UK border force computers. And in sport, Chelsea are out of the Champions League after losing 3-1 to Atletico Madrid in the second leg of their semi-final. Coming up, we'll uh, send Justin Dealey out on a mission, but before that, let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a bit of a messy day weather-wise today and the Met Office have got a yellow warning in place for rain from midday through till 8 in the evening. There's some light uh, rain around at the moment but it's the heavy showers that could be problematic this afternoon. Uh, They're going to be quite thundery and slow moving. We could have uh, 30 to 40 millimetres of rainfall locally so there is a risk of localised flooding and of course uh, do be careful if you are driving as the conditions won't be uh, ideal. Uh, It's going to be a bit cooler today so we've got temperatures just about getting to 14 or 15 degrees Celsius tonight. A fairly mild night tonight though, again, with temperatures down to about 7. We've got those showers petering out. It should be a mostly cloudy night with just the odd clear spell. Tomorrow a cloudy day, a risk of showers but they'll be fairly light where they do fall and there are going to be very few few, uh, only a few of them around so you'll be quite unlucky if you do see them and it's going to be feeling cooler tomorrow though. We've got colder air coming in and a north-easterly breeze. The temperature's reaching about 11 or 12 degrees Celsius and that's followed by a widespread frost overnight. We've got some frosty nights to come, actually. Over the bank holiday weekend, um, it's going to be feeling fairly cool in the evenings. In fact, not as warm as we'd like during the day, but at least it should be settled with some sunny periods and largely dry as well. That's your latest forecast. So when my sister was uh, about six... And, uh, and this was in the 70s, okay, the mid-70s. She went to, uh, to my dad and said, Dad, what are periods? Oh. And my dad was like... <laughs> and my mum, who was upstairs, heard this and she shouted down, She means sunny periods on the weather forecast! <laughs> if he dodged that bullet. Saturday nights on BBC One. Question one. Which TV personality did most people nominate as the funniest man on television? Anyone? All right, question two. According to a recent survey, who was voted the 47th sexiest man in Wales? Any guesses? Right, last one. In a new poll, which handsome comedian did 100% of people choose as the perfect host for a new Saturday night game show? 
Oh, come on. Rob Brydon. Thank you. At last. Hosts The Guest List, Saturday night at 9.20 on BBC One and BBC One HD. This is a song. You make me feel so young. You make me feel so spring has sprung. And every time I see you grin, I'm such a happy individual. The moment that you speak, I wanna go play hide and seek. I wanna go and bounce the moon just like a toy balloon. You and I are just like a couple of tots. Running across a meadow Picking up lots of forget-me-nots You make me feel so young You make me feel there are songs to be sung Bells to be rung And a wonderful fling to be flung And even when I'm old and gray I'm gonna feel the way I do today Cause you make me feel so young You make me feel so young You make me feel so spring has sprung And every time I see you grin I'm such a happy individual The moment that you speak I wanna go and play hide and seek I wanna go and bounce the moon Just like a toy balloon You and I Are just like a couple of tots Running across a meadow Picking up lots of forget-me-nots You make me feel so young Make me feel there are songs to be sung, bells to be rung, wonderful fling to be flung. And even when I'm old and gray, I'm gonna feel the way I do today. Cause you, you make me feel so young. You make me feel so young. You make me feel so young. Okay, here's a game. How tall? And you can play this too, Just. Yeah. We'll start with Catherine. How tall was Frank Sinatra? Oh, short. Um, I would say he was five foot two. Okay, uh, J Dog. How uh, tall looks was? Can be deceiving. I'm going to go for six foot. Okay, <laughs> six foot. <laughs> Kelly, how tall was uh, Old Blue Eyes? Five foot six. Okay, no, your your Kelly is the closest. I thought he was shorter than this. I've just googled it. Five foot seven and a half. Wow, wow, that's. I mean, that's t- that is tiny for a I man, like isn't that. it? I love that. Sorry, I like that height. <laughs> that's only slightly taller than me with my heels off. I like you. <laughs> I know you do. Okay, guys, let's let's uh, stop that. I thought he was shorter than that because he's a, he was a very um. It's a very slight man. Slight. I was going to say frail. Ava Gardner made that famous. Comment about him. About what? Only weighing a certain amount, but most of it was taken up with. What? I'm not getting it. With manliness. What do you mean? I'll tell you off air. 
she was quite rude. Okay. Uh, uh, Kelly's just, just shouted yeah, I uh, think it was that. Uh, in my ear. Yeah. Uh, either that or she was calling me something very, very unpleasant. Uh, you're right, Just. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> We've got that Friday feeling. It's only Thursday. I know. That means tomorrow's going to have the Saturday feeling. Yes, absolutely. How come I, I'm confused? Listen, I've been thinking about what you said to me yesterday. Go on. And I'm, I'm, I'm confused, I'm upset, I'm going to say it, mate, I'm angry. You normally get some of the biggest stars in popular music turning down your show, so then you yep. go down to the second tier of popular music. Yeah. Those guys often say no. By mm. the time you get to the fifth tier, you're, you're getting a few positive responses. Yes, yes. This Saturday, between <laughs> 9 and 12, you've got some bloke called Glenn coming on. Yes, you know what, I took on board your feedback yesterday, <laughs> I have to say. I, I could kind of feel the anger in your voice. You got, I did. He's got a bloke called Glenn. Glenn, who's yeah. just a bloke who emails saying, Oh, just, can I come on your radio, <laughs> Arthur, please? Oh, you know who Glenn is. Who's Glenn? He's our Glenn in Leighton yeah, Buzzard. Well, I mean, still, yeah, he's just he's our Glenn, so you yeah. shouldn't poach him, and he's just a fella. But it's something that he wants to do. He said to me that he'll make his day if he comes in, so I thought, is he... I'll make somebody's day. OK, I'm going to ask on. a question. Is he dying? Is, is this his bucket <laughs> list? <laughs> no, Because if not, then jog on, fella. OK, I'll tell you what I've done. OK, okay so, go on. So, so yes, Glenn's going to come in on Sassy to, to pick his favourite musical memories. Yes, we're going to be in House and Regis, getting people favourite musical oh, wow. memories, but also Eurovision is coming up, oh, so oh. Jay Aston oh. from Bucks Fizz yes. she also is going to be on the programme he's, how about that? He's back. Do you yes. know who uh, Jay Aston is related to? Vocal and vocal uh, Jay, Jay Aston uh, oh. Aston uh, Martin Kate Robbins? Kate Robbins One of our callers, one of our oh. regular callers Dennis from Dunstable no, no, no. Um, Dave in Luton Luan of Flitic. Oh, that's that chancer. That chancer. Cousin of Jay Aston. She's a chancer. Well, better behave myself. Well, J- Jay Aston is, of course, um, easily um, the most beautiful woman in Bucks Fizz. Mm. Oh. Without without a shadow. She's Absolutely. hot. She's yes. hot. Uh, now, listen, we've got a mission for you, Just. We've got a couple of things. What do you reckon, Kath? What are you going to go for? I think this one. Okay. Um, Bob Hoskins passed away yesterday from pneumonia really sad and his daughter's um, done a really touching thing and put his fatherly advice on Twitter oh that doesn't sound very touching but it is no and uh, he's got 11 11 things she needs to remember and I just thought that was lovely Um, and they are laugh be yourself be flamboyant don't worry about other people's opinions get angry whatever you do always give it a good go be generous and kind because you can't take it with you appreciate beauty take pictures and make memories don't take yourself too seriously never ever 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 give up and love with all your heart I just thought Maybe not 11 points, because you'll be out there all day, Justin, but yeah. maybe you could go out and find out, you know, things that your dad told you, words of advice that you're from What have you learnt from your dad? To support the mighty Luton town and to have a good taste in music. There you go, two things. Straight then wh- why have you ignored one of those bits of advice, then? <laughs> uh, easy. Easy, yes, I should do that. But uh, in 30 seconds as well, I'm currently uh, live at Luton. Oh, Airport. yes. From um, Simon earlier on. Uh, not happy about these uh, delays here. He was delayed here at Luton Airport for uh, two hours last night trying to clear immigration. Two and uh, a half thousand people. People. Incredible. And he said, didn't he, to you, that if he went to the toilet, he would miss his place in the queue. Yep. Um, only affects... We in, the in a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and do the other uh, in a bag. Only affects in the flights coming into Luton Airport. Um, I'm here at the moment. Luton Airport say to me that they've been assured by the UK Border Force that these computer faults have now been fixed. Uh, they were fixed, to be precise, at uh, 3.57 in the morning. Uh, the first flight arrives here at um, 6.50. So that came in, what, nine minutes ago. They say to us that they have been assured 
sure, but obviously um, only time will tell. Ten flights coming in between 6.50 and 7.50. Hopefully uh, those problems with the computers and the glitches, they have been fixed. Well, let's see if people start coming through. That's well, absolutely. And, and I know, Justin, you put calls into uh, Luton Airport. Hopefully we'll get someone on. Maybe Clean Jones will talk to us about yeah, what's been going on. In the expansion plans as well, it's, yeah. um, it's a good day for, for, for Luton Airport. Glyn Jones, the uh, MD of the airport, hopefully, fingers crossed, or somebody from the airport, Ian, will be joining you live just after 8 o'clock this morning. Justin, speak to you later on. Excellent stuff. Uh, if you were caught up in the delays last night, give us a call. Also, with the news that Luton Airport has got the thumbs up to expand to almost twice the passenger capacity, up to 18 million passengers uh, could be travelling through Luton Airport. Uh, 08459 455 555. You've got time for one more story, Kath? Just very quick, fast food giant subways. Oi, I fancy a subway, now ham, you've mentioned it. Ham and bacon from almost 200 outlets and what? switched to halal meat um, in attempt to please oh. its Muslim customers. It's not, not doing it in all, all stores, but um, in 185 of its stores it'll be using ha- um, in turkey ham and turkey rashers instead of ham and, and bacon. Um, they are employing the halal method of slaughter but they say I mean there are lots of people speaking out against this British Veterinary Association the RSPCA um, are saying that halal slaughter however you do it is always cruel to animals Subway is saying that the animals will be stunned before they have their throats well, cut as <clears throat> is the tradition I have to say that, that, that even though I'm eating meat now all slaughter to animals is there's, there's no there's no kind way of killing an animal some ways are perhaps a little bit less cruel than others but the halal and indeed the kosher ways of killing meat do seem particularly Barbaric. Would that put you off going to a uh, subway? 08459 455 555. Thank you, Catherine. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 at Junction 18 for Chorleywood, the entry slip road is closed after an accident. Uh, there are queues on the main carriageway back to Junction 17 for Maple Cross. Also having a knock-on to the anti-clockwise carriageway as people slow to look, with delays going back to Junction 20 for Kings Langley. The M1 London bound, heavy going between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. And also on the speed sensors, the A1M southbound, busy around Junction 7 for Stevenage. Public transport's all looking good. We've got no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. So... Luton Airport, I refuse to call it London Luton Airport, and if I do, please pick me up on it. Luton Airport has been given the go-ahead to expand. They kind of released the news in a, I don't want to say sneaky way, but in a very quiet way. Good news or bad news for Beds, Hearts and Bucks? Local and vocal across Beds, Hearts and Bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, government go-ahead for Luton Airport expansion, Jerry Adams arrested over 1972 murder and calls to tackle drug dealing in Bedfordshire Town. BBC Three Counties Radio. The government has given the go-ahead for the major expansion of London Luton Airport, which will take passenger capacity up to 18 million a year. Luton Borough Council had backed the plans, but Community Secretary Eric Pickles has now given the green light. The plans, which will mean over 5,000 new jobs, include expansion expanding the terminal, a new road system outside the terminal and a new multi-storey car park. Meanwhile, several airports, including London Luton, have suffered overnight delays at passport control due to a fault on UK Border Force computers. Passenger Simon Kalman arrived at Luton from Barcelona last night. We were given no information on the aircraft at all and then the queue was like a sea of people. 
It took me two hours to clear, over two hours to clear immigration last night at Luton. Border control officers were manually inputting everybody's details. Uh, there were two and a half thousand people when I joined the queue. A report which looked at 13 police forces, including Hertfordshire, has found that one in five crimes are going unrecorded. Police failed to log crimes such as rape, robbery and burglary. The Inspectorate of Constabulary, which carried out the study, said it was seriously concerned by the results. The Sinn Féin leader, Jerry Adams, has spent the night in custody after being arrested in connection with the abduction and murder of Jean McConville in 1972, one of the most notorious murders of the Troubles in Northern Ireland. He was detained yesterday evening after voluntarily attending a police station in Antrim. I'm innocent totally of any part in the uh, abduction, the killing or the burial of Jean McCampbell. I have tried to work at building the peace. I will continue to do that and I particularly have been concerned to deal with victims and I've done that, including though they may not agree with the McCampbell family themselves. There are calls for a crackdown on drug dealing in Houghton Regis. Residents say it's taking place outside their homes in Tithe Farm and Parkside and claim the police don't do anything about it. Oh, there's lots of youngsters. They don't have a job. They don't have college or courses. There's drugs, there's smoking. A lot of people take drugs around here and drink. My son, I'll see him out there. I've got to watch him outside, outside the window. They can't play out with their friends unless you're watching them. A 15-year-old boy is due to appear in a youth court in Leeds today, charged with the murder of the teacher, Anne Maguire. She was stabbed to death in front of her class on Monday. A hospital trust which caters for people in South Buckinghamshire has been placed in special measures after failing an inspection. The Care Quality Commission found that care at Wexham Park Hospital in Slough was inadequate. The trust, which provides services across Berkshire and parts of Buckinghamshire, was told it needs to improve in 18 areas. In sport, the Champions League final will be an all-Madrid affair after Atletico came from behind to win 3-1 at Chelsea and Watford are to rename the Rouse stand at Vicarage Road after former manager Graham Taylor. The renaming will take place at the start of next season. The weather, a cloudy morning without breaks of rain, some sunny spells this afternoon but also heavy showers, a maximum temperature 14 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Good local shopping, I would say. It's a real uh, treasure. It's all about where you live. There's nice people, there's nice shopping area. And all this week, we're featuring Houghton Regis. We both play bowls at the bowls club, which is nice, social side. We're in Bedford Square, the heart of Houghton Regis. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. That first hour was packed. We crammed more news into the first hour than we normally do in a month. And there's more to come. Luton Airport, big news story for Luton Airport. It's been given the go-ahead to expand. The new capacity will allow up to 18 million passengers through. Good news or bad news for beds, hearts and bucks. Also... It comes after the night after there was chaos at Luton Airport. The computers that scam passports broke down across the country. If you're caught up in it, do give us a call 08459 455 555. Other stories this morning include people living in fear in Houghton. Just what are the police doing or not doing there? 
And I'll be speaking to the Shefford woman who's accused of poisoning her boss. 81333, start your text 3CR. You can send me an email, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. But the best way, and boy, oh boy, we've had some great calls this week. Give me a phone call, 08459 455 555. If you call now, I'll guarantee you'll get on. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, as we've been hearing in the news, the government has given the go-ahead for the major expansion of London Luton Airport, which will take passenger capacity up to 18 million a year. I think something like 9.6 million a year now. Luton Borough Council had backed the plans, but Community Secretary Eric Pickles has now given the green light. Andrew Lamborn is from Hale, Hertfordshire, against Luton expansion. Andrew, what's your reaction to this news? Morning, Ian. Well, I think uh, we all probably knew that it was a foregone conclusion, uh, largely because the government is absolutely hell-bent on expanding airport capacity in the southeast. Just look at the huge debate about uh, London Airport. So even though, strictly and technically, this is a nationally significant infrastructure project and should have been called in, Eric Pickles has failed to rise to the occasion, hasn't called it in for proper scrutiny, and we're now going to have a significant and very invasive expansion of uh, our local airport. Uh, you spoke at the meeting uh, when this was approved by councillors at Luton Borough Council. This is no real surprise, is it? I think we all knew this was going to get the thumbs up. Well, as I said, we felt underneath that the government was hell-bent on this kind mm. of thing. Um, and interestingly, of course, it wasn't the airport that kicked this off in the first place. It was Luton Borough Council, which is desperate for cash, and they pretty much blackmailed the airport operators into uh, applying for expansion by threatening to take away their operating franchise if they didn't. So, you know, the move, the prime mover was, was the Borough Council. Uh, they've got what they wanted. Uh, and what we are hoping is that in the detailed discussions about planning conditions, they actually get some sensible mitigation uh, measures in there to try to control the noise. What are your concerns, Andrew? Why, why were you so against, why are you so against this expansion? Well, I think uh, if you look at the fact that despite the press release this morning, it was 70% of the public who voted against this expansion, and the reasons for doing that are very simple. First of all, an extra 9 million passengers a year can't just be swept under the carpet. Some of them are going to travel on trains, some of them are going to travel on the M1, the local roads are already fairly crowded. So we've got a transport infrastructure issue. And the second reason is, of course, that you can't sweep an extra 60% of flights under the carpet either, so you're going to have extra noise, like it or not. Some people don't mind aircraft noise. Quite a lot of people do. And for the, <coughs> for the communities closest to the airport, particularly at night, that's a very significant issue because planes will be taking off earlier in the morning. They will be arriving later at night. Nighttime will be shrinking. And there ain't a great deal you can do about that. Can I just read you a text? I've, Shirley and Milton Keynes has just texted. Ian, it's a great thing for Luton. All those jobs, all the money it generates and putting Luton on the map. Plus, we also get more planes to travel, bigger choice. It's fantastic news. Yeah, well, she would say that, wouldn't she? Um, if she supports, uh, you know, the, the, the ability to travel whenever and wherever you like by plane. But if you look at the bigger picture, and I think we have to, 
you know, regardless of, of where we stand on these smaller issues. If you look at the bigger picture, aviation is the fastest growing source of greenhouse gas emissions. We've just had a winter in which there's been massive chaos, probably due to climate change. And at some point in time, people have to start saying enough is enough. It's the, it's the, what's, what's the winter? Where, where did we get that information from, that the, the winter was probably due to climate change? Well, if you haven't been following the news on that one, you know, the, the major story is that over the, uh, as a result of the, uh, the floods in the winter and, and, the, and the significant changes in weather patterns, many scientists, most scientists, now believe that this is caused by climate change and that we have to start taking it seriously. What about the, the, the jobs? Five, over 5,000 new jobs and improved infrastructure... Well, again, you know, you should have been there at the planning application meeting because experts basically proved that there aren't 5,000 extra jobs in this. There are possibly 1,000 low-grade jobs. But if you think about it, you know, think back to the days of Vauxhall. They're putting all their eggs back in the same basket. You know, Luton's economy needs to diversify. It doesn't all need to be thrown into the airport. They need to have, start thinking more broadly than that. Because if, for example, people do start realising that, you know, cheap flights whenever and wherever they like perhaps aren't a good thing, not just for the environment, but also for the economy. Because, of course, everybody who flies and spends their money in Spain isn't spending their money in Britain. Well, they're, spend they're spending their initial fee booking the flights in Britain quite yeah, often. But, you know, the balance of payments deficit in tourism, and, and it means, pounds. But it, but it does mean more people will be coming to Britain as well, won't they? Uh, there's, you know, yes. the, the economic benefits of that are outweighed by the downside that people go from Britain to spend their money overseas. But we, we do want more people to come to Britain, don't we? To, to, to spend uh, money in hotels and in restaurants and hire cars and things like that. Yeah, but overall, as I'm saying, the balance of payment deficit in tourism is on the negative side. So there's a £12 billion deficit. Before the economic decline, it was £20 billion. You know, so you, you just got to look at the facts in this. Andrew, what, what will happen to Hale now? Is Hertfordshire against Luton expansion going to, to, to fold And now that it's a done deal? I think we've got a responsibility to engage with the airport, as we are doing, and to continue to engage, to get them to take seriously the impact of planes over local communities. And if you look at the airport's press release, it's staggering that in, in the entire thing, the noise isn't mentioned once. There's a throwaway comment at the end about wanting to be a better neighbour. We're actually trying to teach them what being a better neighbour means. Andrew, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much indeed. Andrew Lamborn from Hale, Hertfordshire against Luton expansion. Well, what are your thoughts on it? It's got the go-ahead. It's a done deal. Luton Airport is going to expand. Up from about 9.5 million passengers a year to 18 million. New buildings, multi-storey car park, new infrastructure. Is it a good idea? Is it great for business? Is it going to be good for Luton and Beds, Hearts and Bucks and the country in general? Or do you agree with Andrew that actually it's not good? We won't get that many jobs. There's going to be more noise. Do you suspect that uh, uh, Andrew and, and his, uh, his colleagues, his supporters, uh, that it's a case of nimbyism. What do you think? I need your views on this, please. 08459 555555. David in Luton says, no, no, no to Luton Airport expansion. More pollution, more dirty rain, more noise, more breathing problems for asthma sufferers. What happened to... Um, 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 
What, oh, what did they call it? Acid Rain. Do you remember Acid Rain? Oh, yes. What happened to that? Um, I remember the girl from Different Strokes, who, um, who's now dead. She um, had a tragic life. In an episode of Different Strokes, she washed her hair in um, a copper bowl and the acid rain and the copper turned her hair green. She was devastated. I don't think that was a scientific experiment, was it? No, but, no, but she was devastated because she was going to give a talk about the environment and her hair was green. Yeah. And then um, uh, Mr Drummond, Mr D, um, said, well, actually, this is great because you can use your hair as an example of what's happened. I don't remember what, what um, Willis and the other kid were up to. He always had a great idea, didn't he? No, I don't always... remember what the black kids were doing in that episode. But Mr Drummond was great. If life handed him lemons, he made lemonade, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, wouldn't he? Literally, literally. But and they'd so, probably teach them how to sell it in a good ongoing concern. And then they'd all have a hug at children. the end and show that um, races can live in harmony, particularly if those poor black boys are adopted by a really wealthy uh, middle-class white man. What happened to the ozone layer? Well, there that was a hole. big hole about it in it. Where's that gone? In the, that's what we were all talking about in the 90s. O- ozone, hole in the ozone, acid rain... Uh, Do you remember when all the computers were going to stop working? Hey, Millennium Bug! Yeah. Millennium Bug. Millennium Bug. Aeroplanes were going to fall from the sky and video recorders would not record programs. Neither the of those things, things happened. we've overcome. Haven't we just? And if we can overcome those, we can overcome anything. anything. Well. Anything. 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 Some of those meteors are getting a bit close, aren't they? Anything. 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 That sounds like tempting fate, my friends. Anything. Anything. Stop it. Oh, you're so irritating. Overcome anything, Catherine. Oh, is that what it was about? I forgot after a while. Me too. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, at Junction 18 for Chorleywood, the entry slip road remains closed after an accident, but traffic coping well now on the speed sensors. The anti-clockwise carriageway, though, really struggling between Junction 21 for M1, the M1, and 19 for Watford. On the M1 itself, London-bound slow going between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Then at the Black Cat roundabout, we've got queues on the A1 heading south as you approach the roundabout. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. 7.16, it's uh, Thursday, the 1st of May. Uh, just to say to my colleagues, I can hear what you're doing. You're being so loud. It's coming through the soundproof glass, so stop it, please. Dearie me. These are your headlines on BBC Three County. I, go on, do that. Do it again. We can hear it. Can you just stop screaming like schoolchildren? I'm trying to do the news. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. The government has given the go-ahead for a major expansion of London, of Luton Airport, which will take passenger capacity up to 18 million a year. Meanwhile, several airports, including Luton, have suffered overnight delays at passport control due to a fault on UK Border Force computers. And in sport, Chelsea are out of the Champions League after losing 3-1 to Atletico Madrid in the second leg of their semi. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Chelsea lost a semi. Saturday afternoon means the end of the season for our local teams. And they get the volley. Oh, what a goal from Troy Deeney. He just keeps on delivering for Watford. And some have more to play for than others. What a fantastic goal by Matt McClure. We'll be live from 12 as Watford host Huddersfield in the early kickoff. And McHale does make it too. And then we'll bring you commentary on MK Dons, Stevenage and Wickham with the Blues fighting for Football League survival. We've got to control what we can control and beat Torquay and that's, uh, that's all we can do. The last day of the season with Three Counties Sports. Saturday from 2 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, I've asked my wife, I've got to do the gas bill today, right? And I've not taken a reading. So I've asked my wife to send me a picture of the gas meter. Right, so I've got all the numbers, right? You didn't say to open it. No! <laughs> I'm going to send you the picture she sent me, right? Have a look. I'm just emailing it to you now. If you'd be so kind, could you give me the gas reading from that, please, so I can let the, uh, the gas company know... Come on, where is it? ...what's going on. All right, here we go. Just give me the reading from that, please. Uh, it reads... Uh, three... 0703, and then in the red it's 77. Can you read that? Yes, can't you read that? How can you read that? Let me Uh, open it again. I can't read the numbers. Double click on the folder so it opens it in full. It is open in full. Well, is it open that big? I bet you haven't done it right. I can't read the numbers on the left. I can see 0703. Yeah, there's a 3 before that. Where? I don't think you've double double clicked on the I've double clicked it. It's a big thing. Hey, listen, this is a really good story, but um, we've actually got a guest on the line. Oh, blimey, I better do that then, haven't I? Thanks very much indeed, Catherine. Uh, I'll delete the stroppy email I was about to send back to my wife. (laughs) Now, all this week, we are focusing on Houghton Regis as part of the big tour. We've spoken uh, about Bedford Square being a no-go area for some people and the problems caused by the young people riding motorbikes all over the place. Well, others uh, say they're worried about drug-taking, general fear of crime, and they want the police to respond quicker. These people say it's the young who are the problem. Oh, there's lots of youngsters. They don't have a job. They don't have college or courses. There's drugs, there's smoking. A lot of people take drugs around here (laughs) and drink. You see them getting their money and then going next door and getting their drinks, so... (laughs) What about round here, crime, drugs, prostitution? I'm I'm new up here. He would know more about it than me. I don't want to say nothing. I'm a group of the kids, you know, they they chuck the stones and... um, They chuck stones... uh, You're a taxi driver. Taxi driver, yeah. They chuck stones at your car. Especially on the taxis, yeah. And where where the where is the problem exactly? This is in Parkside Drive or the Thai Farm Road. So if you go and pick someone up from Thai Farm Road, do you yeah. think again? T- yeah, twice. Twice, yeah, I think twice. Yeah, going there. Yeah. Well, that was our reporter Tony Fisher speaking to local residents. I'm joined now by David Jones, who's a Lib Dem councillor for Houghton Regis. Uh, David, it seems the main problem areas are Bedford Square, Thai Farm Road, and Parkside. Would you agree? Uh, well, good morning, Ian. Um, and uh, yes, I, I, I can agree with that. Um, uh, you may be aware that the town council um, contributes to additional policing um, to uh, to try and uh, keep on top of um, antisocial behaviour. It's not working, is it? Um, and the reports that the town council have received over the last six months bear out, bear out those um, the, the, those observations that the main problem areas are Tithe Palm Road, Parkside Drive, and Bedford Square. It, it's not working, is it? 
Um, there, well, it, it had worked um, for a considerable period of time. We've been told nationally that uh, the um, uh, um, uh, crime, uh, crime is, uh, a recorded crime is... Uh, coming down and uh, and has been coming down for some time. We've also and heard that, that the police that's... aren't recording lots of crime that's that's um, being well, reported to them. I couldn't comment about that. That's in the news today. Right, I couldn't comment about that. Um, the um, uh, and why, David? Why is it not working? We've had we... in David did bear did, did bear out, but it doesn't that... now, David. We've had it so many now. people on 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 this week from how... we, we've done the big tour and everywhere we go, we yep. get lovely, jolly, fluffy stories. This week, all we've had and we haven't ha- cherry picked these. This is all we've had. The majority of what we had mm-hmm. are um, uh, kids riding motorbikes across cro- uh, cricket pitches, elderly people being intimidated and bullied and attacked, and the police not turning up. So how do we fix that? Well, the police, uh, the, the police uh, again. They, they, they must answer for, um, for for whether they turn up or not. So, uh, town council can't um, um, be responsible for that. Um, well, you guys said that the council had, had, a, had a slush fund to ensure more police were on the beat. No, I didn't say that. I say we contribute extra funds okay. to ha- have extra policing. OK, but that's not working. So it, it is partly your responsibility if you have an extra fund to ensure that the, the, the police are seen. They're not being seen and they're not turning up. Uh, well, that is something we will obviously take up with the police. I believe you had the police sergeant for Houghton Regis on, on the programme on Monday and... Um, um, uh, we will be taking matters up with with her to make sure that um, um, things are addressed. Uh, we uh, we're also going to have Ollie Martins, the uh, uh, PCC uh, for the area, on the show a little bit later on. So we'll we'll yeah. put to him today. Uh, some people say we've had w- one listener say it's becoming uh, like a little Beirut, and the best thing would be to put a bomb on Houghton Regis. What's your response to that? <laughs> I think I think that's a bit extreme. Uh, I don't know if uh, they've ever been to Beirut. Um, the um, the situation is uh, the worst. The worst um, uh, increases have been in violence against the person and domestic and other burglaries. Um, and then there's the one bugbear that uh, is affecting us all at the moment, and that's antisocial behaviour related mainly to off-road biking. Uh, How do we stop it, David? What do we do? Um, <laughs> I wish I knew. Um, there are... Uh, Cent- Central Bedfordshire Council are looking at, um, at taking measures uh, uh, in Foster Avenue, which is a, a particular area of trouble, um, but there, there are legal issues concerned with that, so we're obviously trying to progress that as quickly as possible. Legal but, issues? Uh, if someone's breaking the law, you go and nick them, don't you? No, no, it's to do with the legal status of the road. What, what, uh, what, what does that mean? It means, uh, it, it, it means it's a private road. Ah, OK. All right. And, and so that means coppers can't go and arrest people on a private road? Basically. Gosh, yeah. I'd, not, I'd not heard that before. Mm. Um, we're hearing about drug deals um, out in the open, prostitution. It doesn't paint a great picture for Houghton Regis, does it? It, it, it doesn't. Um, there's, uh, the, the reports we get um, don't reflect anything, uh, any, any increase in that sort of area at all. So, it, so, it, so it, it's been going on uh, in the past. Right, so it's been at a constant high level, both of those things. I, I wouldn't say high level. 
Consistent I level? No, a consistent level, yes. yes. Uh, and, and we've also been told that the co-op is going to close in June. Apparently that's one of the few good things about the town. What's happening there? I don't know about a good thing about the co-op closing. No, um, well, the, the, the co-op, the co-op is... The, sorry, David, the co-op is one of the good things there and it's, it's bad that it's closing. What, what's happening what, there? What, it, what is good about it is, if that is true, and I haven't heard that uh, except a phone call right last night... Well, apparently the local council um, want to develop the site. Yes. Um, what, what is good about it is that the site, the site will be redeveloped, um, which, I mean, it's been eight years now since the uh, fire which destroyed the original building. So, sorry, uh, do, do, do we know if the local council wants to redevelop it? Um, well, I, I presume I presume it, I presume it's the local council, seeing uh, the local the central Bedfordshire council are the um, are the freeholders of the site. David, uh, listen, thank you very much indeed for your time, David Jones, Lib Dem councillor for Houghton Regis. With people like that in control, we're all safe. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us uh, a call uh, about that. We'll be speaking to Ollie Martins a little bit later on, and um, we'll get his view on what's happening or not happening in Houghton Regis. Neil in Luton uh, says uh, airport expansion is great. Luton Airport's got the thumbs up to expand. Airport expansion is great for local people. The Hearts NIMBYs are just whingers. Jobs and enhancements for Luton as a whole will benefit more than are inconvenienced. Uh, Linda says, it's not just the people having to wait to come through passport control. How much did it cost in parking fees for the people meeting? Here's something. Who just sent me this email? As you know, I'm not one for conspiracy theories, but Stephen Kenyon has just sent me an email. Okay. Hi, Ian, et al. That's you, you're et al. Oh, hi. I've just read this on the net. Oh, tens, hang on. No, hang on. Tens of thousands of travellers have been affected by flight delays and cancellations. We know that. It's happening here in uh, uh, the United Kingdom. But I click on the link. No, it's happening in Los Angeles oh. as well. Their computer systems have gone down in Los Angeles. And thousands of people have been stuck at LAX, one of the worst airports in the world, by Is the way. Is it inbound? Is it inbound immigration? Because um, this is just arrivals, isn't it, that it was been affected last night? Let me have a look. Um, let me have a little click on the... Uh, this is from the Los Angeles Times. Normal LAX operations uh, to resume by midnight after computer glitch. Oh. Um, uh, it looks like it could be outbound. Tens of thousands of travellers have been affected by flight delays and cancellations. Uh, a Federal Aviation Administration computer system problem caused delays and cancellations at LAX and other Californian airports Wednesday afternoon and evening. Now, now, suddenly, suddenly, we start to enter the realms where conspiracy theories are actually feasible. What did they... Because computer systems don't just go down... You don't just get a bug in a computer system. Oh, it, 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 it's reading passports fine one minute, then the next they go down. Something has to happen, doesn't it? Is, is this, um, I'm going to say it. Is this cyber terrorism that I've read so much about? Is this China? Have China d- attempted to scupper um, our... Uh, thank you, Kelly. Have attempted to scupper our uh, uh, flights inbound and out across the, w- the Western world? 
You could say that. I can't libel China, can I? You probably wouldn't be right, but you could say... I mean, who knows? OK, I'm going to say It's a question. It. Now, I'm, uh, you've, you've not said I can libel a country, so I'm going to libel a country. I think China are responsible for the computer systems at the British airports and, indeed, the American airports. I suspect this is a cyber-terrorist attack uh, taken on uh, by behalf of China and Russia. And Russia. China and Russia have done this. So you don't think it's... What, bad luck, coincidence? No, I don't. OK. It's China and Russia, and I'm the BBC. The BBC official line is China and Russia are attacking our computer systems. No, 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 that is not the official that's line. That's the, the official line from Ian Lee. Who, who is... Worth. At the, excuse me? Sorry, that come out? At the moment, I am the BBC. Well... I am the BBC. What does I am. BBC stand for? What? Oh, what don't ask him that. Oh. We all know what it stands for. Billy, oh. B- what? Oh. I am the BBC. I come from down your way and I can play. What, what can you play? I can play the news headlines, news headlines, news headlines. Catching. I can play the news headlines, Please news headlines. Please do it quick. <laughs> How rude, Catherine. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 clockwise at Junction 18 for Chorleywood. The entry slip road is still closed for recovery work after an earlier accident. Traffic coping well on the clockwise side, but on the anti-clockwise carriageway, looking very slow from just before Junction 21A for St Albans to Junction 19 for Watford. Also really struggling between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. The M1 London bound, slow going between Junction 12 for Flittick and 10 for the Luton Airport Spur. Then in Chesant, the A10 southbound, heavy going between Turnford and the M25. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The government has given the go-ahead for the major expansion of London Luton Airport, which will take passenger capacity up to £18 a year. The plans, which will mean over 5,000 new jobs, include expanding the terminal, a new road system and a new multi-storey car park. Meanwhile, several airports, including London Luton, have suffered overnight delays at passport control due to a fault on UK Border Force computers. And a report which looked at 13 police forces, including Hertfordshire, has found that... One in five crimes are going unrecorded. Police fail to log crimes such as rape, robbery and burglary. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Champions League final will be a Norma Madrid affair after Atletico came from behind to win 3-1 at Chelsea last night, going through by the same score on aggregate. This was Jose Mourinho's verdict. I think the difference was one minute in the second half, where... Uh, Atletico goalkeeper makes uh, an impossible save to a John Terry's header. And instead of 2-1 for Chelsea, a few seconds later, penalty, which I'm happy that people tell me that was a penalty. And um, they scored a 2-1. So in one minute, two actions decide the game. Watford are to rename the Rouse stand at Vicarage Road after former manager Graham Taylor. The renaming will take place at the start of next season. Taylor says he is truly honoured. St Albans City are through to the Southern League playoff final after a 4-2 win at Cambridge City. St Albans will be away to Chesham in the final on Bank Holiday Monday. And the new Stevenage ladies team lost 3-1 at home to QPR in their inaugural game at the Lamex Stadium last night. Today is the 20th anniversary of the death of Formula One driver Ayrton 
Senna. Former Milton Keynes team boss Sir Jackie Stewart says Senna's death changed the sport. His death unquestionably started a new regime to make it even safer. Now it's been 20 years without the death of a racing driver in Formula One. It's a better example of risk management than any industry, any multinational corporation, any small business or any sport. Bedford Rugby Club have signed two new players for next season with current prop Phil Bolton signing a new 12-month contract. The Blues welcome back former centre Henry Staff from Rosslyn Park with prop Camilo Parilia Campo joining from Ealing. And world number one Neil Robertson is through to the semi-finals at the World Snooker after beating Judd Trump 13-11. He will now play Mark Selby. In the other semi-final Ronnie O'Sullivan faces Barry Hawkins. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at 8. Text 81333. Start your message with 3CR. Texts will be charged at the standard network rate. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll be honest, Catherine, you're very vigorous this morning. I feel alive. Should you be doing that at, at, at your age? I can. Hey. So uh, I will. How um, are your crunches going? Ah! Uh- yeah. Ah, because you were About doing crunches that. a while ago. and you Well, were I did to, them once. You were up to... I thought you did them twice. Oh, yeah, I did You were up to ten crunches. Yeah, but then people kept ringing me and interrupting me, so... <laughs> they were being quite spaced out. You could turn your phone off for the 20 minutes it takes you to do ten crunches. <laughs> well, we've got nothing going on in this half an hour, so she could do some... Oh, now. no, I've not done the right... Um, exercises, exercises. We must do our exercises. What was that thing? Did you used to do this at school? Girls used to do this. I'm going to no, use... Course, sorry. No, not in, only in carry-on films that happened. What? I must... I must, I must, I must, must improve, improve my, my bust. I must, I must. Does it work? I must improve my bust. Well, I've been doing it and uh, Beautiful. certainly and taking shape there. Quite a rack. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much indeed. No, I've decided what I need to do is yep. do a, um, a wholesale change in my lifestyle. And your, her, I, I can describe her wholesale <laughs> change in her lifestyle. She's having detox tea bags instead of coffee. <laughs> That's pretty much it, isn't it? No, I'm eating more healthily. Uh, like what? I'm eating more greens. I'm getting at least five a day. Yeah, I am. And um, just <laughs> walking vigorously to school and back. Kelly Vets did a funny mime behind you. She was implying that one of yeah, your greens know, may yes. have been uh, Sweet Mary Jane. For heaven's sake, what kind of establishment is it? <laughs> hey, I've got an it's idea. The yes. Nobody has invented fruit coffees. You've got fruit teas. Yeah. Wouldn't you like an apple coffee? An orange uh, coffee. Orange coffee. I tell you what, orange coffee. coffee could work. Yeah, it could work. But apple coffee's not. Do you know what uh, toffee apple is in French? Toffee apple. No. Catherine, you speak foreign no, languages. I don't know. My boy has never had a toffee apple and they appear in uh, Mary Poppins, okay? Mm-hmm. And a while ago, we were in bed and he said, Daddy, I, I would love to have a toffee apple. I was like, Oh, okay. I, I don't think you'll like them, but we'll, we'll find one. When we're in Euro Disney, he saw someone with a toffee apple. Right. And he said, Daddy, Daddy, can I get I was a toffee apple? I say, I don't think they have them in France, but Euro Disney's not quite France. You, they have them in Euro Disney. And uh, we said, OK. And we spent ages trying to find the toffee apple stall, and we found one. And I, he was so excited. And it said on the menu what it was. Pom. Pom, bom, bom. <laughs> pom, bom, bom. Pom de l'amour. Oh, that sounds oh. much the, better. The apple of love. Because it looks like a heart. But Pom no. de l'amour. Or yeah. Pom de l'amour. 
Well, why are you... Fr- so you're just getting sno- snooty because you didn't know what it was. I've taught you the language, mistress, uh, of foreign words. If I was to go to France and ask a random Frenchman for the apple of love, I yeah. think I might get something other than toffee apple. <laughs> as long as you're not asking for the uh, sausage of love, then you'll be OK. <laughs> you know what those French are like. Anyway, yes, I think uh, f- uh, fruit coffees will work. I tell you what, the biggest... This is the biggest con in the world, OK? And this is a con. It's the time travel investment. And No, no, no. Time travel fund is a great investment. Uh, and you're suckers if you don't invest the $10. The biggest con in the world, and all coffee establishments are guilty of this. All of them are. It's a con. All of them are involved in this. Iced coffee. Oh, no. Oh, you... No. No, no, no. It's delicious. No, it's not. No, it's not, In mate. Spain, they drink it quite a lot. Of course they do, because they're suckers. It's a con. Have you ever had one? Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's, a cold, it's a cold coffee. Yum, what happened on was, ice. one day, uh, mm. some sucker, I said sucker, in a coffee establishment, made like a hot coffee, and then he forgot to serve it. Two hours later, his boss goes, you've left this coffee here, it's freezing cold, we'll never sell this. The young lad goes, don't worry, see this fella coming in, I'll, I'll sell it to him, I'd like a coffee. Why don't you try our new um, cold coffee, no, chilli coffee... Iced coffee. It sounds disgusting. Try it. Hmm, this is adequate. Emperor's New Clothes. He didn't want to say it was horrible because he would look um, common. Coffee in general is that, isn't it? The taste of coffee isn't actually nice. No, mate, no, mate. You're wrong. It's an acquired taste. You con yourself into thinking you like it. It's like cigarettes. The ice... Oh, beautiful smokes. Delicious cigarettes. No one says that, do they? Oh, delicious cigarettes. (laughs) No, Daily doesn't. Fair play. He says, "Mm, a delicious growler. (laughs) Um, but, but no, it's one of the great cons. Acquired taste means nasty, but you force yourself because everyone else is doing okay, it. OK, what are the other uh, acquired tastes? Olives. I love oh, them. Oh, yeah. dearie me. I, the first, I was off olives for years because the first one I had, I thought it was a grape. It's mouth fruit was, that tastes like meat. Mouth wrong. was set for grape. Mm. It was all salty. Meaty. But now I enjoy them. I love them. <clears throat> I'm trying to like them. You've got, you've got to acquire the taste. Yeah. It's difficult, though, when you hate them. Mm, that'll be it. Paul Scoyne's his favourite. Hummus. Oh. That's not an acquired taste, you mm. muppet. Babies tend to like it, don't they? Yeah, it's not an acquired taste. Grown-ups that have never had it don't like it. It's not an acquired taste. It's a taste. You, it's can, good make, t- you can make them like it. Red it's wine. Sorry? Red wine. No, white wine. Red wine, I could knock that back like there was no tomorrow, and often there wasn't the amount I was knocking back. White wine is disgusting. White wine fights back. Yeah, white wine's, white wine's horrible. Oh, have a nice glass of white wine in the sunshine. No thanks, because no, I, I will puke up in your hedge. Oh, oh. Hedge. I'm assuming we're in the... Sorry, in my fantasy of that wine being off to me, I was in the garden and it was a oh, nice day. Right. Sorry, did I not make that bit clear? No. It was in my head. Disgusting. So... Sorry? Yeah. You just took it there. I mean, it's only 22... I really Eight. fancy some barbecue ribs. Ooh. I've not had barbecue ribs for, well, 25 years. I really, now I'm eating meat again and I'm back on the meat. Uh, I, I, I just want to experience it all. I had a, um, a chicken sandwich from a store. Uh, I had a, a, a lamb samosa from Since a petrol you've been station. Meat, yes, you've become very boring. Excuse me? Your stories about meat. They're all about meat. Are, are boring. I, I'm... I think that you're quite entertaining, um, but when you list off the meat you've eaten, just uh, not that interested. Okay. But you have got to pick your ribs carefully. Yes. I had um, uh, a, a chicken tikka pasty from, uh, the, from a, a well-known garage. Oh, right. There were only two pieces of chicken in it. I had it while I was listening to JVS yesterday. I was in the car. I was just sat in the car, chomping on a chicken tikka pasty. Look at the glamour. Uh, listening to JVS, talking to some sad sack that I got... Oh, no, I, I know I was listening to. And then she threw a scarf at me. 
Yeah, I got a text message saying, Kath, is this you doing a voice? That's a great story. Didn't she throw a scarf? I felt very me? sorry for that lady. I did. It was a te- Anna, horrible, Anna. horrible, horrible story. Horrible story. And if uh, you want to hear more, then do listen to JVS uh, later on. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double. Oh, we've got some texts. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. If you want to give us a call about the uh, uh, expansion plans at um, uh, Luton Airport, I refuse to call it London Luton Airport. I lived in London. I lived on the fringes of North London. Luton Airport is not London. It's Luton. Uh, airport expansion is great for local people. Oh, we've done that one. Um, golf courses, hotels, supermarkets, airports. Where's the building of council houses for rent? They're not getting their priorities correct, says Mike in Walmer Green. Shirley says, Ian, I forgot to say that on Monday, on the way to Union, Northampton, my mate... Excuse me? My mate saw a meteor fall from the sky like a ball of flames and disintegrate on the land. Many people stopped to see it, only I haven't heard anything on the news. Did I miss it? Was it real? What's going on? Shirley, I don't know. Monday, on the way to Union, Northampton, a meteor fell from the sky. Richard, did you see a meteor falling from the sky on Monday? No. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's disappointing. I was hoping you were going to say yes, and, and we, we'd... Uh, 08459 555 BBC Three Counties Radio, home of the Meteor Stories. If you've not called in about meteors, Richard, why on earth have you called in? Ribs. It's oh. all about ribs. Oh, yeah, go on. I sat at the uh, barbecue ribs a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and um, me and the wife went out to uh, a pub, uh, ordered them, and they were completely rotten. They were, just, they were um, rotten? Well, I say they were rotten. They, they, they were edible, but they didn't taste very nice. Did you complain about this? Uh, usually I would complain, because I'm that sort of person. But a complainer. I am a complainer. Yeah. I, I like to mind out everything. Good. But wh- why didn't you hear? I don't about the day. We, we, we decided to go out, have, have a meal, and me and the wife were looking at each other. We decided that everything was going a bit badly, so we oh. didn't want to make it worse. Do you know what I mean? We just said, right. Richard, it would appear that you've opened a can of worms. Uh, I'd love to peek inside your can of worms if you don't mind. Why, what else was going wrong with the day? Uh, I don't know. It was a stressful day at work, really. Oh, mate. It could be hard work and it was ruined by some bad ribs. Richard, thank you. Your rib stories 08459 455 555. I took my mate out for a pub roast. On um, what day would that have been? Sunday. Oh, what? who's your mate? You, you have How come they get roasts? What do we get? Hmm. Oh, you can watch me eat uh, prisoners later on today. Who's your mate first? Simon. First of all, Simon who? Simon Roberts. Do you know? Ball fella. How, where? How do you know him from? He used. I know him from uni. Oh, he yes, used to be the roadie for Cooler Shaker. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's the band called Bucky. That's a little bit. What? Ah. That's better. Mm-hmm. Jay- anyway, Jay- him, anyway, the roadie. Tadva, Tadva, Tadva. Where is that blooming cat? <laughs> no, guys, guys. Anyway, I took him out for a roast in a pub. Right, I thought this would be a nice roast. Right, I'll see what I can do. I'll see if I can mention it. All right. Go on, mention it. What is it? Oh, hold on. Uh, it's Ian. It's Richard again. Oh yeah. He says he wanted to mention something else. Well, what does he want to mention? Well, no, you t- Richard, shall I put you straight back but, through? Put him straight yes. back through. It's down the line. I want to tell Number my... St- one. Yes, Richard, what is it? I was going to ask, I fancy Ribs, you fancy Ribs. Why don't we do a shout-out and ask people um, 
where the best ribs are in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Well, we're not allowed to do that as the BBC, but where are the best ribs in Beds, Hearts and Bucks, and can they be delivered to my studio this morning? Oh, Catherine, please, I don't put your, put your top down. <laughs> Is that what you wanted to come back on for? Basically, yeah, I want ribs. <laughs> I want ribs! I took him for this roast, and it was well expensive, right? Two courses, 21 quid each. Thought that would be worth it. It'd be worth it. We'll have a nice roast. It was to tiny. Twenty one pound each course. Twenty one pounds for no for for you got a course and two courses, like I said. But it was tiny is it but I've not had a pub roast for for ten years. It was tiny. And I didn't get a Yorkshire pudding with my lamb. What? Uh, well, I don't really think you should be provided with a Yorkshire pudding unless you're in beef. No, you should have a Yorkshire pudding no, with... Yeah, dirty. No. You get everything. You get everything with everything. Yeah. No, you don't. It's just, no, it's just... No, I've seen it done with chicken. Again, What's wrong? That's, that's a bit... I sometimes... how Kath actually looks furious. She's <laughs> really angry. Finally, we've you're got her wrong. Irish. It annoys me when people do things wrong. Sometimes, if I'm cooking um, chips or sausage and mash and I spot some Aunt Bessie's in the freezer, whack them in. You're yeah. using Aunt yeah. Bessie's? Yeah, of course. Oh, it only takes four minutes. Four minutes. No one... No one, no one one makes their own Yorkshire puddings anymore. Not after does. the not after the disaster of the nineteen seventies. Those Aunt Bessies are tiny, no. solid. No. Oh no. They exp- you you're not doing them right. You, you put can them in the bottom. Yourself. Mate, you're wrong. You put sorry, little windy pops there. You put them in the bottom of the hot oven for the last four minutes. They expand beautifully, crispy. Hello. I will have. Um, is that Richard again? Hello. You can okay. do. You can do better yourself. I'm I will. You. I will have. I, I've. I've sometimes. I've had bean on, beans on toast Colin, with a couple of Aunt Bessies. It's just baffling on. You really I'm not, are. Right, you Kelly. Really are, you're eating like a student. In many ways, I am, Catherine. I'm a student of life. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise at Junction 18 for Chorleywood, the entry slip road is still closed for recovery work after an earlier accident. Traffic coping well there at the moment, but the anti-clockwise carriageway very slow from before Junction 21A for St Albans up to Junction 19 for Watford. The M1 at London bound, very slow between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Also on the speed sensors through Mark 8, the A5 heading towards the M1, very heavy around the Luton Road. Public transport has no reported problems. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thanks very much indeed. More from her in about 15 minutes. 7.46, it's Thursday the 1st of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The government has given the go-ahead for the major expansion of Luton Airport, which will take passenger capacity up to 18 million a year. A report which looked at 13 police forces, including Hertfordshire, has found that one in five crimes are going unrecorded. And in sport, Watford are to rename Rouse stand at Vicarage Road after former manager Graham Taylor. Let's get the weather now. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. A bit of a cloudy day today and there are already some outbreaks of light rain but um, it's actually the heavier showers we've got later on that could be problematic and the Met Office have got a yellow warning in place for the, for that rain from 12 until 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, now that's because they're going to be quite thundery, slow-moving showers so there is a risk of localised uh, flooding. We've got uh, expecting 30 to 40 millimetres of rainfall locally so obviously that's going to cause problems or could cause problems with uh, driving conditions 
conditions as well. But we've got lighter winds today. It will be feeling a little cooler than yesterday, though, with temperatures reaching 14 or 15 degrees Celsius. Tonight, those showers peter out. It should be a mostly cloudy night with just the odd clear spell. Quite mild again, though, with temperatures down to 6 or 7 degrees. Tomorrow, another cloudy day. Now, there is a risk of showers tomorrow, but uh, where they do fall, they're going to be fairly light and there aren't really that many of them. Uh, it will be feeling a bit cooler, though. We've got colder air moving in and a northeasterly breeze, so temperatures may only get up to about 11 degrees Celsius and will be followed by a widespread frost overnight. So that sets the tone for the bank holiday weekend. So we've got some frosty nights, warmer di- by day, but probably not as warm as we'd like it to be, but at least it looks like it's going to be fairly settled with sunny periods and largely dry. That's your latest forecast. Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. You told 580 gags in one hour. Can I yeah. test you for one minute? I spent the whole year trying to get into classical music. It took the four seasons. Weekdays from three. We heard from Neil earlier on. He claims he was discriminated against and asked to leave a pub because he injected himself in public in full view. Insulin keeps my son alive, OK? If he doesn't inject, he'll die. Roberto Peroni. And I just thank you for the services that you do on here to help people like myself weekdays from three on bbc three counties radio gosh we're talking about ribs and meat meat is a new world to me for those who don't know i've been a vegetarian for 25 years i've gone back to the meat i'm loving it sarah uh, has tweeted me imagine my horror when my friend told me she was eating these and she's uh, taking a picture of a packet does this make sense to you Catherine? right one pork ribs pop in the oven for 25 minutes does that make sense to you how about if I add the words pork ribs flavoured with a tropical pina colada cocktail sauce? What filth is this? Oh, why would? And then there's a picture of a pineapple wearing heart-shaped sunglasses. Or to make it fun? Uh, yeah. Why would you You're do being that? You're a filth pig. Why would you, Sarah? That's disgusting. Colin's in Dunstable. Good morning, Colin. Morning, princess. <laughs> he didn't. No, he wouldn't. What can I do for you today, Colin? Um, uh, batter pudding. Yorkshire puddings. Yorkshire puddings. I could eat them with anything, my friend. No, I only like them with beef, and I always make my own. Well, then, can I Can it's I just... so easy. It, it, listen, I saw my mum weeping every Sunday in the 70s and the early 80s. I'm not going to go through that hell. I was taught the right way. Go on, then. What's the right way? Mainly, you put your... Your, your egg in, your, oh. your, 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 your um, flour. Oh, gosh. And a little bit of salt, make sure it's well rested. Do you make, Colin, do you make the big one or the small ones? I make the big one. I, see, I don't like the big one. There's something about the big one I don't trust. My nan used to make the big one, and I don't simply, like it. Simply because I haven't got any of those little... You know, or you could just put some Aunt Bessie's in the oven for four minutes. No. Just when you're when you're serving everything else up, you whack them in the bottom of the oven. By the time you've served up, beautiful, you've got them. No, what are you like? And anyway, can I just say? Can I just say for everyone having a go at me for eating Yorkshire puddings with baked beans? All you people saying, "Oh, you should be eating Yorkshire pudding with beef." You're wrong. Colin, well, you're wrong. Actually, Catherine, you're, you're wrong. You're supposed to have it with gravy. No, 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 no. Yes. No. Hey, no. Hey, can I tell you... This partner is a Yorkshireman. Can, he knows. Can I tell you how you're supposed to eat Yorkshire puddings? Well, how you're supposed to eat... No, this is how... And no doubt we'll have um, a Yorkshireman listening to us. This is how you're supposed to eat a Yorkshire pudding. Go on. With 
jam. Yeah, I've heard of that too. Thank you, ladies Very and gentlemen. Jam. With, you're supposed to, oh. it, it, guess, it, the clue is in the title. Yorkshire pudding. Hang on, suet pudding. Steak and, yeah. steak and kidney pudding. You're supposed to eat them with jam. Yorkshire pudding, and I'm right, I was right about the Westcott yesterday, I'm right about the Yorkshire pudding. I have won Mastermind, I have won um, The Weakest Link, I've also won Ready Steady Cook. So kiss my chuddies. I'm on my high horse and it's higher than yours, Colin, and I'm riding my high horse off into the sunset because I've won this argument. Could you ride it in Pat and Hunt Regis's direction? Yes, I could. I'm right though, aren't I, Yorkshire's? Yorkshire pudding, you're supposed to eat with jam. Everyone goes, oh, no, you can't have it with lamb, you can't have it with beef. Well, if you're having it with beef, you can have it with anything, because you're supposed to eat it with jam, aren't you, Pat? Sorry? You're, sorry. <laughs> I was you, half asleep, sorry. Oh, you're supposed to um, eat Yorkshire puddings with jam, aren't you? I've heard that, yeah. Thank you very much indeed. Now, Pat, you're in Houghton Regis. Yes. And uh, the big tour that we do here at BBC Three Counties Radio, it's supposed to be celebratory. We're embracing and celebrating all the wonderful towns and villages in the Three Counties. And uh, Houghton Regis, we've really struggled because the stories that people have given us have been about crime, uh, drug use, um, uh, yobs riding motorbikes and lack of police interest. What's your take on it, Pat, as, as someone who lives there? Well... There are pockets of Howard Regis that need resolving, like in any other town. Generally speaking, this town is a great town to be in. It's sad that we've got councillors and police who don't know how to tackle um, the simple elements of criminality. We've got CCTV everywhere in Howard Regis in the town centre, and it's it's just mind-boggling to think that, you know... What will it take for someone to look at the cameras, see what's going on in Bedford Square and reacting to those problems? Now, they've had those CCTV cameras in there for at least 20 years. There shouldn't be problems anywhere with CCTV cameras on there unless the police don't have a will to do anything about it. And I'm, and I'm afraid that's the way it goes. It's all about, oh, well, we have to get other agencies involved to deal with these poor little lovers that are causing all the problems in your town. Um, we pay for extra policing, Councillor Jones said. What's the point in paying for extra policing? At the end of the day, you don't buy a policeman, you buy their time. And if they haven't got the time, they will not come out. So that's wasted, that money. So what, what, what do we do then, Pat? Well, I'm afraid um, our ills are down to bad policing and people that represent us not putting us at the forefront and tackling the problems head on. Pat, listen, thank you for that. I've got to move on because I want to squeeze Justin in, but we have got Ollie Martins, the PCC, coming in uh, later on. He's upstairs now. He would probably have heard of what you just said, and if he didn't, we'll certainly mention it to him uh, a little bit later on in the show. Very quickly, before I go to Justin, Jamie says, we have the same problem with trail bikes over the fields in North Dunstable. The police are trying. My suggestion is line the police up with tasers, make it open season. Well, well, have you seen the pictures of that naked guy in police custody being tasered? I think that opens up a whole fresh debate on the Tazar um, situation. Justin Dealey, morning, Just. Morning, boss. Just to let you know, tomorrow I'm going to be live in Houghton Regis between six and nine in the morning looking for a good news story. All we've heard is Excellent. negative all week. Tomorrow I'll be live in Houghton Regis. Good for you, Justin. Yes, that's what we need to do. Just make mm. sure you keep the car doors locked. Now, yeah. <laughs> Justin, uh, Luton Airport, it's yep. been given the go-ahead to expand. Mm. Quite a big, it could be up to 18 million passengers a year. Absolutely. 
Australia, when you think last year, what, 9.7 million people used the airport. Big expansion plans. Um, I've been at the airport this morning. I've also been in Luton Town Centre talking to people about these expansion plans. Here's what people had to say. Yeah, very good news. Very good news for the town because of the employment that it will bring. But only thing is, hopefully the council will get the road situation sorted out properly. I mean, how bad is the traffic situation locally as we currently stand? Very bad. Whether this new ring road is going to make any improvement, I don't know. Let's hope it does. It's good for jobs for the town, isn't it? I only live just almost at the end of the runway and I never hear it. Isn't that interesting? Because we're always told that that the noise can be horrendous and we don't need any more flights. You live at the bottom of the runway and you're saying you don't hear anything. No, hardly ever. Occasionally, if the wind's in the wrong direction. Mona, when it comes to Luton Airport and the expansion plans, any moaning from you or is this all positive? It's all positive. It's more jobs for the town and airports are going to get bigger wherever they are, so I've got no problems with that. Um, I think it's a good thing because it's going to create jobs and there's a need. They wouldn't do it if there wasn't a need for people that want to fly on holidays. So you think the town of Luton can cope with, with 18 million passengers? It must be able to. They've obviously done their research, I would assume, haven't they? Well, Dave, you've heard about the expansion plans on three counties this morning. As a, as a local man, what's your reaction to that? Uh, if we owned the, the airport instead of the Spanish renting it, we'd be getting the perks on it, but at the moment we're getting nothing out of it, aren't we? So you see nothing good about this move at all? Well, like everything, there's good points and bad points about everything, isn't it? You know, you've got to sort of balance it. I mean, the good point surely would be more local jobs, of course. That's got to be a good thing. What about the bad things? How do you see this being a bad thing for the people of Luton? Uh, more traffic on the road, a bit more congestion, but it's, it's progress and you're not going to stop progress. Uh, and that is the thing, I guess, Justin, it's progress. Oh. Absolutely. I think, you know, Luton Airport is an airport that, that, that we can be proud of locally. I mean, if we're talking about 18 million passengers that's uh, a lot of passengers uh, uh, work on the local roads and and yes you've got to be looking to expand any airport 18 million whether that's too many only time will tell but but it's about time really that the town had something to to kind of look forward to and you're right this certainly is progress on a on a massive scale uh, a lot of opposition we, we spoke to uh, one of the people leading one of the uh, groups opposing this Hale, mm. uh, uh, Hertfordshire against Luton expansion uh, and he did sound rather deflated Yes, absolutely. And um, I have to say, I've, I've been to certain places. To give you an example, Breachwood Green, which is in Hertfordshire. Um, that's on the flight path there. And I've stood in somebody's back garden before. And it is quite terrifying, actually, because you think the plane is going to land in the back garden. Some people say, well, if you're that bothered about it, why did you move there in the first place? Well, some people have been living in that village for 50 or 60 years. Now, when you think about the way the the airport has expanded it certainly wasn't like that years ago and you can see all the planes in it's it's, it's really quite weird they're all just stacked up and you literally think they're going to land in your back garden for those people it's obviously uh, very bad news justin Dealey, thank you very much indeed he's good isn't he just news for beds cards and bugs bbc three counties radio On the M25 clockwise, ongoing closure of the entry slip road at Junction 18 for Chorleywood for recovery work after an earlier accident. Traffic coping well there, but on the anti-clockwise M25, we're looking very slow from before Junction 22 for St Albans to 19 for Watford. The A1M southbound, a slow going between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. 
Then on the sensors at the Clop Hill roundabout, the A6 southbound and the A507 in both directions looking congested as you approach the roundabout. On public transport, First Capital Connect via Harpenden have delays of up to 10 minutes. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you. I've got, oh, thank you, Alice. I've got the shakes now. Cass came in and scared the life out of me. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Kels, can I get a coffee? I, I, I feel violated. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, government go-ahead for London Luton Airport expansion. One in five crimes unrecorded by police and counsel to quiz police over crime in Houghton Regis. BBC Three Counties Radio. The government has given the go-ahead for the major expansion of London Luton Airport, which will take passenger capacity up to 18 million a year. Luton Borough Council had backed the plans, but Communities Secretary Eric Pickles has now given the green light. Campaigner Andrew Lambourne says the government should have taken a more detailed Detailed look. This is a nationally significant infrastructure project and should have been called in. Eric Pickles has failed to rise to the occasion, hasn't called it in for proper scrutiny, and we're now going to have a significant and very invasive expansion of. Uh, our local airport. Meanwhile, several airports, including London Luton, have suffered overnight delays at passport control due to a fault on UK Border Force computers. Passenger Simon Kalman arrived at Luton from Barcelona last night. We were given no information on the aircraft at all, and then the queue was like a sea of people. It took me two hours to clear, over two hours to clear immigration last night at Luton. Border control officers were manually inputting everybody's details. Uh, There were 2,500 people when I joined the queue. A report which looked at 13 police forces, including Hertfordshire, has found that one in five crimes are going unrecorded. Police failed to log crimes such as rape, robbery and burglary. The Inspectorate of Constabulary, which carried out the study, said it was seriously concerned by the results. The Sinn Féin leader, Gerry Adams, has spent the night in custody after being arrested in connection with the abduction and murder of Jean McConville in 1972, one of the most notorious murders of the Troubles in Northern Ireland. He was detained yesterday evening after voluntarily attending a police station. There are calls for a crackdown on drug dealing in Houghton Regis. Residents say it's taking place outside their homes in Tithe Farm and Parkside and claim police don't do anything about it. David Jones is a Lib Dem councillor. The town council um, contributes to additional policing. That is something we will obviously take up with the police. I believe you had the police sergeant for Houghton Regis on, on the programme on Monday and um, we will be taking matters up with, with her to make sure that um, things are addressed. And Bedfordshire Police Commissioner Ollie Martins will be speaking with Ian after this bulletin. A 15-year-old boy is due to appear in a youth court in Leeds today, charged with the murder of the teacher Anne Maguire. She was stamped to death in front of her class on Monday. A hospital trust which caters for people in South Buckinghamshire has been placed in special measures after failing an inspection. The Care Quality Commission found that care at Wexham Park Hospital in Slough was inadequate. In sport, the Champions League final will be an all-Madrid affair after Atletico came from behind to win 3-1 at Chelsea and Watford are to rename the Rouse stand at Vicarage Road after former manager Graham Taylor. The renaming will take place at the start of next season. The weather, a cloudy morning without breaks of rain, some sunny spells this afternoon but also heavy showers, a maximum temperature 14 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 
BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Where I live it's nice, we've got good community spirit. It's becoming a bit more villagey and better community spirit. All this week we're featuring Houghton Regis. You will not find a better fighting spirit in, in the whole of Bedfordshire than Houghton Regis. It's all about where you live. On a whole, it's great. The Big Tour, BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Suddenly it's four minutes past eight, isn't it? It was six o'clock a second ago. Well, it's not a second ago, two hours ago. But you kind of get the point. Lots to talk about in the last hour of the show, including expansion in Luton Airport. It's going to be bigger. It's got the thumbs up. What are your thoughts on that? Is that a good idea or is it the worst thing that could happen to the area? We're also talking about Houghton Regis. It's not had the best coverage this week. We're going to find out what can be done to uh, improve it. And we'll be, we'll be speaking uh, about a have-a-go hero as well. If you want to take part in the show, 08459 455555. Local police station. Oh, there we go. Whoa, 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 whoa. What happened there? We've got to skip what I meant to do. Ali, I do apologise. You've seen me at my most inadequate. What I meant to do was press this. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't, I don't think, Ollie, anyone noticed that I, <laughs> my fat fingers completely muffed up the computer. Now, all this week we're focusing on Houghton Regis as part of the big tour. We've spoken about Bedford Square being a no-go area for some people and the problems caused by young people riding motorbikes all over the place. Well, others say they're worried about drug-taking, general fear of crime, and they want the police to respond quicker. Well, we've spoken to uh, various uh, people. I'm joined now by uh, Ollie Martins, who's the Police and Crime Commissioner for Bedfordshire. Uh, Ollie, we've heard some really bad stories about the policing in Houghton Regis specifically. Response times have gone down and less police on the streets. I'm not going to deny that uh, Bedfordshire Police has been through um, a really tough period um, and we've seen the the thin blue line uh, stretch really thin in the county. But I'm fairly optimistic that, you know, even though the financial situation isn't going to get any better, the plans that we've got are going to put the force in a in a better place. So we've recently recruited um, 60 uh, police officers who've gone into frontline roles, so that's going to help make the force more visible, um, improve the response situation and so on. Uh, we've looked at the hours that our PCSOs worked um, and we've realised that they're working too early in the day and working too late in the day, so we've put their hours at a time of the day when they're going to be more visible and more accessible to people and able to deal with more of these antisocial behaviour problems. Uh, we're doubling the size of the special constabulary. So these are volunteer office police officers, but they've got the same uniform, the same powers, the same equipment and training as their regular counterparts. So that, again, is going to improve the force's um, visibility. Uh, the IT equipment that we're going to um, give our officers, you know, we're going to bring them into the 21st century, uh, we're going to enable them to spend more time out in communities, less time um, tied up in the police station, that again is going to improve their visibility. So, yes, it's tough, the thin blue line has been stretched very thin, but, you know, I think we're at a point where we should start turning the corner. OK. We've heard lots, lots of uh, um, stories about motorbikes and young people riding motorbikes irresponsibly. Have a quick listen to this. It is very dangerous. They've got no thought for anybody else, and it's, it's just continuous. I mean, even if you're walking across the green in the park, it's unsafe because you never know where this bike's going to come and take all your shopping with you. Police might come out 24, 48 hours later. What's the point? They don't do nothing. Ollie? 
Well, there are powers that the police can use to... Um, uh, they can serve an order, and then if there's a repeat offence, they can actually seize the motorbike and crush it. Why aren't and they I doing know, it? Well, well, they have done. I know they have done. Um, they did some, um, you know, and it's a problem right across the county, but they do use their powers, um, and they have done successfully. This is Aziz Chowdhury. He's uh, the, the, the captain of the local cricket team. Uh, have a listen to him. One biker took our, you know, the stumps, one of the stumps. Uh, he took it uh, from the, while we were playing, you know, and then he threw that stump like uh, for, uh, after uh, 500 meters and we went there, we picked that stump back. So it's not looking good for us uh, as a home team, you know. We chased to get the stump and we obviously didn't want to take the matter in, into our hands, you know. We called police and this is for them to take uh, it further. You know. Police can't do anything, or we play at adult fair, can't touch them or can't do anything, you know? He's from the House in Charges cricket team. They're going to get kicked out of the league. They're, they've been champions three years in a row, so they're a great team. They're going to get kicked out of the league because um, the, the league says that their pitch is unsafe. Constantly they're getting yobs riding across on motorbikes. Well, as I say, we're taking steps to improve the amount of police resource that is deployed to the front line, and I think that will improve our, the force's capacity. But to when deal the police, with sort of when issues. the police turn up and see this, the kids just flick them the V's and then and then ride off. They don't, they don't catch them. Well, it's a, it is a you know I won't deny it's not it's a challenging. Oh, of course, si- yeah. It's a challenging situation, but uh, you know we need people to. Um, be the eyes and ears of the force, take as many details as they can. You know, if the bike is registered, if a registration plate is useful, physical description of who's doing it, all that sort of information. Um, and, you know, I'm sure that's the way in which we can tackle this situation. You talk about getting in touch with the police. Uh, and again, we've heard that, that uh, people are reluctant to get in touch with the police because um, they don't feel they're being listened to. This, this is uh, Mary. And they need to respond um, a lot more in terms of what's expected. I mean, the council have a duty of care, I believe, towards its residents in this area. Um, and subsequently, they are actually charging people via the council tax to provide that duty of care. And this has not been seen. Um, also, I know Northampton have adopted the approach of um, any miners found with alcohol, possession of alcohol or anything else in their hands, um, that they're escorted back to the parents. Right there, right there. And we've had instances of, uh, um, we spoke to one woman who was witnessing an elderly couple being attacked. The, 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 an old woman was on a, was on a buggy and, and some yobs were, were, were shaking it and, uh, and scaring her. She phoned up the police and was put on hold. Well, look, periodically I go into the force control room and spend time there and I think we've got some very professional people who are doing a very good job. Um... So I'm surprised and disappointed to hear what some people are saying. But what I would say is that all calls to the force control room are logged. They're all recorded. And if people aren't happy with the service that mm. they're receiving, then they should complain about it. It's because good. that's the only way in which the organisation is going to learn and improve the service that it it's provides. It's all well and good public. recording them. But if, if the recording is just simply, yeah, thanks for your call, and we're going to put you on hold, and then they're on hold for a long yeah, time. But the, and she says she was cut off as well point, several times. The point is that that... That shouldn't be that shouldn't be happening. We've had a that, lot of accounts is, of that happening. That is something that I would encourage people to complain about if that is happening. As I say, my experience when I've been in the control room is that you know yes, they're doing a very you know pretty challenging job. Um, they're kept they're often kept very busy, um, but overall I think they're doing um, a very professional job. 
and you know I've got a lot of admiration for those people. Who of course, they, the listen, they do a tough job, and we know, all know you've got cutbacks. But if I if I saw an old woman being bullied in a in a an electric buggy, I would expect to phone up to the poli- the police, expect to speak to someone immediately, and have someone there within a few minutes, not to be put on hold. Well, it's difficult for me to comment on one particular instance. I mean, I think overall we've got people who are working hard. Go to, go to work every day to serve the public and do that to the best of their ability. And the measures that I've described in terms of the recruitment that we've done, the review of the hours, the special constabulary, you know, I think that's going to put the force into a better place to respond to the needs of the public. Do you uh, understand, though, that people do... I mean, it's all, we've not sought these stories out, the House and Regis stories. Genuinely, this is what people have come to us with, yeah. with stories of, of uh, open uh, drug dealing, prostitution, uh, areas where they are terrified to go because there are gangs of kids. I mean, Bedford Square is a place that keeps coming up again and again and again. Can't you, you, you post an officer there to keep an eye on things? And, well, and there, is a, there is a dedicated police team for that part of the world that is led by Sergeant Wilson. Sergeant Wilson grew up in, born and bred in Houghton Regis. But they're, they're, they're not there very, when kids when kids are being obnoxious, well, when kids are being threatening, when kids are attacking old women. I, I would disagree. I think they are, they are there. And, you know, I would just sort of venture a counter-opinion because, um, you know, Houghton Regis, I know it's a, a challenging, you know, it's an area that's got its challenges. And for that reason, I've spent quite... You know, compa- when you consider that I've got the whole county um, as part of my brief, I have been to Houghton Regis quite a lot. I was there last Friday for the Pride in event that Central Beds uh, Council was running. I've done two op visions where the um, local police team go knocking door to door, asking people um, what their what their issues are, finding out what their views are of local policing. One of those was with the Chief Constable Colette Paul, who you'll remember. I've done a street watch patrol in Houghton Regis. So I've, I too have had um, quite a lot of... Have contact. you been to Bedford Square after six o'clock in the evening? No, I was there last week for the Pride Inn, but I wasn't there. But I did hear about the problems, and I also heard that... Um, uh, in fact, I heard uh, Sergeant Wilson talking about the steps that the police have been taking. Uh, it is... Um, a problem that they've been dealing with it had abated and it looks like it's now come back again um would you be happy to go to bedford square on your own at six o'clock in the evening would you feel comfortable doing that well i go to all sorts of places yeah, at but bedford funny square time, funny times of the day bedford night, square at six happens. o'clock in the evening would you become would you feel safe going there look i think there's a i think there's a problem and i think that working with their partners as the police are doing their best to deal with it and they get you know if they need to use their antisocial behavior powers then that's what they'll do would you feel safe going to Bedford Square at six o'clock in the evening? I probably would, but then, you know, I'm a sort of pretty strapping sort of bloke who's not that intimidated by... Can you understand people. why uh, several people we've spoken to of various ages say it, it's a no-go area in the evening? I can understand why some people might find it intimidating to go... How do we stop that? How do we, are, how do we free people. them from that intimidation? Well, it, depend, it does depend on the nature of what's going on. I mean, if there are issues that, if, you know, if there are crimes being committed, then clearly that's a matter for the police. If there is behaviour that meets the standards of what is described as antisocial behaviour, then clearly that is an issue for the police and other partners as well. Sometimes young people congregating, you know, 
is not a criminal or antisocial no, no, behaviour issue. No, of course issue. not. So we've got to be, we've got to be careful yep. about how we look at these things. And I like, to, I and, you know, that's not to say that there aren't people who will nonetheless find young people congregating to be intimidated. And I genuinely think that the majority of young people in this country are, are fine, upstanding, decent people, and you know they've been congregating for years. It, it's when that does move over into criminal yep. and activity. Clearly, and clearly, well, criminal or antisocial yes. behaviour. Um, and clearly that is something that if it's taking place the authorities need to deal with and I think you heard Sergeant Wilson saying yesterday yeah. that the force is dealing with it with their partners. Final question Ollie we, we, we spoke to Sergeant Wilson, she reckons she can turn it around in a month we're oh. going to speak to her in a month, are you confident that she can do that? <laughs> if Sergeant Wilson says that I'm sure she's right OK, excellent. Ollie, always nice to see you, thank you for coming in uh, 08459 455555 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, at Junction 18 for Chorleywood, the entry slip road has now reopened. The anti-clockwise carriageway is still very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. On the M1 itself, London bound, slow going between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. The A1M southbound looking extremely heavy at the moment between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. Then on the speed sensors in Bedford, the Bromham Road is slow going from before Biddenham as you head towards the centre of town. On public transport, First Capital Connect have delays of up to 10 minutes on services via Harpenden. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. It's 8.16. It's uh, Thursday, the 1st of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The government has given the go-ahead for the major expansion of Luton Airport, which will take passenger capacity up to 18 million a year. A report which looked at 13 police forces, including Hertfordshire, has found that one in five crimes are going unrecorded. And in sport, Watford are to rename Routes Stand at Vicarage Road after former manager Graham Taylor. BBC Three Counties Radio. Sunday afternoon, we'll be live in St George's Square, Luton, for the culmination of a very successful season. Ronnie Henry is handed the trophy, he lifts it aloft, and the party has started. We're part of the official celebrations for Luton Town's league win. We'll be with the team as they make their way there. Yes, and the open top bus has started making its way into the centre of Luton. We're here with the whole squad. And then we'll be hosting a very special stage show. Welcome to St George's Reliving some of the greatest moments of the season. Towards Andre Gray. Gray with a header, and there's the 30 goals. And some of the football at Kenilworth Road. It's just a joy to watch. Luton's title-winning party Sunday from midday here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Here he comes walking down the street. I've said this before. That is your colour. Thank you. Blue. I don't, navy blue. I don't own it. But, I, yeah, so, you notice, I haven't ironed a shirt for the last week, and I think I'm carrying it off with a plum. You, you haven't ironed a shirt? Don't you have someone that does your ironing for you? Uh, Mrs Lee, but she's on strike at the moment. Oh, is she? So, and I guess, the thing is, I'm, 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 after this, I kind of, I tend to go out and do other bits and pieces for the rest of the day, and then I, I, I get home late, and by the time I get home, I want to have a shower and go to bed. I can't be bothered to get the ironing board out. Get over there. But you can get people that come with a little van, and they pick up all your shirts, they iron them, and really? drop them back at the oh, end of the day. I couldn't pay someone to do that could i 
Do you yeah. do that? No, no, I don't. Oh. My mum used to. My mum went through a stage. Yeah. There's, uh, I wonder if she's still alive. There was a lady called Phyllis in Harpenden. Yes. And she used to do ironing. She was disabled. Oh. And she used to, she used to make money from ironing. How much would, would they charge? I have no idea. It was many years ago. My mum used to say, come on, we're going to drop off the clothes to Phyllis. Oh, wow. Take round bags of the stuff. Yeah. Go around a couple of days later. It was all ironed. But then you've got the problem of getting it back. It's going to get crumpled up in the back of the car. No, no. Not the way Phyllis did it. It did, was almost cellophane wrapped. Well, did Phyllis use starch? I'm a big fan of starch. If you'd asked her to, yeah. And you can't buy starch, spray on starch anywhere. No. I love starch. Starch is... I started using starch on my shirts last year. God, this is boring. Uh, but I, I, <laughs> it really is. I, I just realised what we're doing. We're talking about the starch. <clears throat> it's, it's like magic. You can wear a shirt all day and it won't get creased. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why people used to do it. Yeah, they still, still in some countries. I think they still they rub potatoes on what? their clothes, don't they, to get the starch out of the potato? Stop winding me up. And then, no, it's true. No, they. I'm sure there'll be people listening to this program that will have come from countries where that was the norm. What countries are we talking about? I don't really know. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Ever rubbed a potato this. on your shirt? I'm sure I've heard this. You kind of like wow. cut a potato in half, rub it all over, then iron it. But then you'd have you, you'd have potato stain. You'd have potato juice on you. Well, I don't know how they do it. But oh. There's there's definitely a method. The phones the phones are literally you know one one person is calling in. <laughs> one person. Tell us what's happening in your show, and maybe we'll have an answer. Is <laughs> loading in. Uh, yeah, coming up on the big phone in this morning at nine. We're picking up on, of course, the big local story of the day. Yes, the Luton Airport expansion i'm asking does the expansion of luton airport sound like a good or a bad idea to you the increase is going to mean an extra 18 million passengers per year <clears throat> throughout yeah sorry get it out. uh it's gonna there will be obviously more planes more passengers more noise yep. more pollution but the question is if ultimately it brings in five thousand new jobs then is it all worth it? Mm. The general reaction that you've been getting this morning, is it positive in favour of Luton Airport or the, not? The people further away from Luton Airport are saying it's a good idea. Yes. The people closer to Luton Airport are saying it's a bad idea. Well, of course, there are lots of areas. If you go to, I think, um, Caddington, mm. um, and also over the other way, you kind of go Whitwell Way. Yes. The planes fly so low. Oh, yeah. And we're not just talking about, you know, just gently landing... When they're taking off, you've got the full thrust of the engines going. You, you can almost hear their flaps. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> you, he's just mimed an aeroplane gently landing, and it was rather camp. And well, yes, you know, you kind of it's all right, isn't it? If you live miles away, and it's like your, Jimbo, your your kind of your association with plane noise is yes. just a kind of over the top of the sky. Yeah. When you've got a seven four seven accelerating yeah. with yeah. its flaps and its wheels going up and everything oh. like that, flying over your house, it is terrifying. I, I had a friend yeah. used to live on Cutenhoe Road in Luton. And uh, one day I went to a dinner party at this house. I got a bit slosh. And I said, I'm going to have to stay over. I can't go home. I'd... So I stayed over in the spare bedroom at the back of this house. Lovely. Well, there were no curtains at the back of this... No curtains in the bedroom. Oh, dear. So I'm lying there. Six o'clock in the morning, I awake to what looked like 
the 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 six forty seven from Malaga landing in the bedroom. It was coming towards the house. I could see the pilot. <laughs> I could see the pilot in the through the window. You'd never seen anything. There are parts of Beds, oh, Hearts and Bucks for which the planes have a terrible, terrible effect. Mm. So from nine this morning, I want your views. Does the expansion of Luton Airport sound like a good or a bad idea to you? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's, he's still just, he's literally just finished describing that aeroplane. I think there is some uh, PTS involved there. D. PTSD. That's what I think there is. Now, a woman who was threatened by a man during an attempted robbery in Luton has got more... Uh, than he bargained for. Caroline O'Sullivan decided to fight back as the attacker tried to steal her bag. The incident happened in the town centre on Sunday and police are now appealing for information. Caroline's on the line. Morning, Caroline. Good morning. What happened? Oh, it's just really odd. Um, Basically, I just wanted to go to town just to go to Boots, get a few bits and pieces and come straight home. And um, I felt something wasn't right about a character guy that was hovering around. But still decided to get my ticket and just go in. And as I walked around the corner from Flowers um, Car Park, Flowers Way Car Park, mm. um, towards the courts, this guy from the opposite side of the road just was walking along on his side of the road. I was on my side of the road. Within two seconds, it felt like two seconds, anyway, he's behind me on the right-hand side of me where my bag was and said, give me your bag. And I said, you're not having my bag. And he said, well, I would if I was you. And I just instantly, I don't know what made me do it, but I just kicked him and then slapped him around the head and just ran back to my car. I was in the right state, to honest with you. Locked myself in my car, couldn't do anything because I was shaking so much. And uh, rang my husband. Blimey. Where where did you kick him? In his shin. uh, shin. Yeah, and then you whacked him around the face. I used my right leg to kick him and my left hand to slap him. I didn't punch him because I'm not... you know, I'm not a violent person. I'm not a strong person. I'm fit, but I'm not strong. Um, and what was so his reaction when you did that to him? He just, like, I don't know. I, I just instantly ran as soon as I hit him, slapped him over the face. And I just instantly ran. So it was like, it's like he 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 expected it all. Maybe it's happened before or he does it all the time. I really don't know. And he 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 didn't follow you back to your car? No, he walked in the opposite direction because when I got on the corner back to the traffic lights, I looked behind me just to see was he following me, and he, and he was literally just walking like a normal, like he was just normally walking into town, walking towards Debenhams. He was. Oh, Caroline, you must have been terrified. I was all. It was awful. I tell you, my whole Sunday was ruined by it. The whole day. Can I, I, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that I wouldn't normally ask a caller, but I think it's kind of relevant in this. Can I ask Caroline, sort of roughly how old are you, and, 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 and you know, what sort of size are you? Are you tall, are you short? I'm 48, I'm 5'2", and okay. I'm eight, 8 stone. OK, so he, he, he would see a, a short, slender woman and probably have thought, this will be a piece of cake. Well, probably, yeah, I, I, you know, yeah. What, and what did he look like, Caroline? Do, do you remember... Oh gosh, yeah, um, yeah, I, I do remember. He had, like he was kind of like stocky, but not muscly stocky. Kind of plumpy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Quite quite broad, and yeah, dark brown hair, and a little bit of a stubble. Um, he 
that when he spoke to me, I can't make out what kind of an accent he had. I really, no, I can't say. I don't know what he was, but whether he's British or... Was, was he white or black? He was white. He was white. And you, 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 yeah. you don't know if he had a British or a European accent or anything like that? I, I, I couldn't make it out no. because he, he, the way he spoke was very blunt. It was just like, give me your bag. And how old would you estimate he was? In his 30s, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and can you remember what he was wearing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the navy blue stripe um, uh, pin ju- jumper on. Um Ribbed, sorry, not pinned. Uh, a navy blue ribbed jumper, jeans and dark trainers. I, that's all I remember, but I know he had a navy blue jumper on. How have the police been? I, I, in, they've been great. Yeah. They've been really, really good, yeah. They've, they've, um, they came around yesterday as well. They've been around twice now. And uh, I identified a picture, um, but I'm still not sure whether... And how... I mean, this is still really fresh, so I appreciate you talking about this so close to the event. You must still be shook up by that. How has this affected you, personally? I'm never, ever going to Luton again. On my own. I'd go if somebody was with me, but I would never go on my own. Never. That's really sad, isn't it? Oh, no. And the thing is, like, the gut feeling that I had when I actually arrived into car park, like, that this guy that was hovering, it, was, it wasn't the same guy that approached me, but I'm just, what I, I put two and two together and thought, oh, this is a set-up sort of thing. Because I, I had a bright orange jacket on, uh, my sports jacket, and um, I'm just assuming that he, maybe he said, oh, there's a lady with a bright orange jacket on, she's walking down the now, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I might be wrong, it's just me. I mm. watch too much TV, probably. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I would never, ever go to Luton again on my own, never. When you told your husband you'd kicked and slapped this fella, yeah. what did he say? He said, I'm coming home. He was on his way to Milton Keynes to see a friend. Yeah. And he said, I'm coming back. I did say to him, don't worry, I, I am all right. I just need to calm down. I was shaking so much, my legs wouldn't even do like drive, do you know? So, um, but I just locked myself in the car. Um, but there was nobody, there was like the guy that did this just carried on like walking towards town. It was just like I, I looked around so quickly, it was just and just wanted to get to the car. Just I felt safe in my little car, you know. Mm. So, well, Caroline, I'm, I'm so sorry you went through that. It, it, it sounds absolutely horrendous, and let's keep our fingers crossed that the police managed to, to catch this little scrote. Yeah, hopefully. I really hope they do. You know, but there's, there's a lot of it goes on, isn't there? But you just don't think it's going to happen to you, do you? No. You know, you hear of it, you see it on TV and that, but you just watch it and think, my God, them poor people, but now I'm the poor person. You know what I mean? It's just... You know, it was really, really... Um, an awful... It, ruined my whole day does it mean you know i didn't go to work monday <laughs> the day off oh i can i can completely understand listen i, th- yeah. I think you, you know well done for kicking in the shin i wouldn't recommend that everyone does that but it worked no, for you no um, it's just an instant reaction no. just, you know i just don't know how you know if you was to see me and speak to me you wouldn't think that i'll be capable well that's it. exactly what he was thinking yeah. so well done and I, I really appreciate you coming on this morning it's, it's, i think it's a really brave thing to do because you must still be shook up so i can hear it in your voice so thanks very much and, and, and fingers crossed you coming on will, will help catch that person thank you thank you so much thanks a lot caroline caroline o'sullivan well, if you recognize that description and do get in touch with the police what a brave lady
I'm not saying, of course we shouldn't all uh, kick and slap people who, who mug us or attack us. Of course we shouldn't. But it was right for her. It worked for her. Well done. Well done, her. Right, it's 8.30. Let's get the travel news. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors at the Clop Hill roundabout, all approaches looking very congested at the moment. And also in Hartford, the A414, heavy going, heading towards the centre of town from the A10. The A1M southbound, very slow between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. And we've still got ongoing delays on the M25 anti-clockwise, very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. On public transport, First Capital Connect and East Midlands have delays of up to 15 minutes possible on services via Harpenden after earlier safety checks. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The government has given the go-ahead for the major expansion of London Luton Airport, which will take passenger capacity up to £18 million a year. Luton Borough Council had backed the plans, but Community Secretary Eric Pickles has now given the green light. A report which looked at 13 police forces, including Hertfordshire, has found that one in five crimes are going unrecorded. Police failed to log crimes such as rape, robbery and burglary. And Bedfordshire Police Commissioner Ollie Martin says officers are working hard in Houghton Regis and is urging the community to work together to combat crime. Residents say drug dealing is taking place outside their homes in Tithe Farm and Parkside. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Champions League final will be an all-Madrid affair after Atletico came from behind to win 3-1 at Chelsea last night, going through by the same score on aggregate. This was Jose Mourinho's verdict. The players, they give everything and uh, I'm happy with them. I think they... They can go home, obviously sad, but they can go home with clean face. No problem. They did their work. They did their work well. They lost. They lost. But they lost against uh, a very good team, and uh, that's football. Watford are to rename the Rouse stand at Vicarage Road after former manager Graham Taylor. The renaming will take place at the start of next season. Taylor says he is truly honoured. St Albans City are through to the Southern League playoff final after a 4-2 win at Cambridge City. St Albans will be away to Chesham in the final on Bank Holiday Monday. And the new Stevenage ladies team lost 3-1 at home to QPR in their inaugural game at the Lamex Stadium last night. Formula One remembers Ayrton Senna today on the 20th anniversary of his death. Senna was the last driver to die in the sport. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton says Senna was one of the reasons he took up motor racing. He was the driver I looked up to way before I even started racing. Kind of inspired me to actually to be a driver. So on the day of his passing, his death was uh, went off to a quiet place and it was very difficult for, for several days really to kind of, your hero's gone. Bedford Rugby Club have signed two new players for next season with current prop Phil Bolton signing a new, tw- signing a new 12-month contract. The Blues welcome back former centre Henry Starr from Rosslyn Park with prop Camilo Parilia Campo joining from Ealing. And world number one Neil Robertson is through to the semi-finals at the World Snooker after beating Judd Trump 13-11. He'll play Mark Selby in the last four. The other semi-final is between Ronnie O'Sullivan and Barry Hawkins. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 555 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Uh, Luton Airport is being expanded. Double the capacity. Up from about 9.7 million um, passengers, it will be able to hold 18 million passengers a year. A year, not at the same time. That would be insane. Imagine that. I wait four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give me uh, a call about that. It's finally got the go-ahead. The news was released by uh, uh, the site's owners overnight, who say it'll be an economic boost for Luton and allow the airport to cater for up to 18 million passengers, almost double what it's doing now. Anti-expansion campaigners are vowing to fight on, but it's hard to see what difference any of their complaints about noise and pollution will make now. They've also cast doubts on the airport's claim that the move will boost the local economy. Well, I'm joined now by uh, Ian Cording, who is the chair of the Bedfordshire Federation of Small Businesses. Morning, Ian. What, what do you think about this? Uh, good morning to you, Ian. Yeah, I, I see the announcement. Um, obviously, the detail needs to be looked in, but I see it as very good news um, for um, both Luton um, and, and the county and the surrounding areas as a whole. Um, Why is it good news? What, what, what do you think it will, it will bring? What, what it will bring, and I, I don't think there's any denying what it will bring, is it will bring opportunities uh, for jobs, both during the construction say, stages and post-construction, when there'll be um, opportunities on the operational and service side, um, and even ahead of any of the work going ahead. And, and this is still part of a very long process. London Luton Airport, and we're part of the consultation, and we work very closely with organisations such as this to encourage local procurement. Um, they have committed and, and made undertakings to ensure that their procurement processes do mean that work, job opportunities, opportunities to quote and tender for works will go out to local companies. And that's where we see a massive benefit. I mean, Luton has shown great signs of recovery uh, in recent years, but this is really just um, further icing on that particular case. The road infrastructure is being improved to the west of the airport, but not to the east, and there is a worry that all the little Hertfordshire villages will become overrun with traffic. Um, I have to be perfectly honest with you, Ian. I'm not terribly familiar with the um, road networks running out towards the Hertfordshire side. Um, I, I'm based in, in Bedford and I know there are some bottlenecks when you come in um, from, from the western side but I really couldn't comment on that But overall, Ian, you, you think that for, uh, for Bedfordshire businesses and the local region this could potentially be a, a good plan, a good deal? I, I see so uh, certainly we would give it uh, we, we, we have put our um, weight in the sense of the procurement and the job opportunity issues and we have to place a degree of reliance um, on, on those very specialists um, areas and investigations in terms of the noise and the emissions. Ian, I appreciate your time. It's Ian Cording, uh, Chair of the Bedfordshire Federation of Small Businesses, joined now by uh, travel writer and journalist Simon Calder. Simon, we'll get you on to talk about the uh, the computer breakdown in a second, but just very briefly, what, what's your thought on the expansion plans at Luton Airport? Well, I, anything which improves the quality of the experience for passengers and boosts the, lo- boosts the local economy has to, be, has to be a good thing. Um, I'm I must say that uh, many of your perhaps uh, slightly older listeners will remember that uh, Luton seemed to work pretty well 20 years ago. Then it went through a massive £100 million improvement. And uh, already we're talking about investing um, millions more. So I'm not quite sure what is... uh, what, what the effects will be, but it has to be seen against the incredibly tough competition 
in the London area, and in particular, Stansted Airport, which under its new owners, Manchester Airports Group, is uh, resurgent and very aggressively going for pretty much the same um, airlines, the same passengers as uh, uh, Luton is. So um, exciting times. As a passenger, I welcome any improvement, of course. And also as a passenger, I welcome anything which made life, life less stressful. So, for example, the charges for dropping off passengers, I think, are unfortunate, um, given that they don't happen at, uh, for example, Heathrow and Gatwick. So, I mean, Luton Airport, in fact, a lot of the airports in the UK last night were affected by a computer glitch, <laughs> which kept thousands of people waiting for hours to get through passport control. Do we know what happened? No, I've been asking the question um, since early this morning of the uh, Home Office. Uh, the Minister, uh, James Brokenshire, says that it was an IT problem. Its uh, engineers have been working overnight and they don't expect too many problems this morning. It is very, very embarrassing. Basically, um, as you know, you come into Luton Airport and the first thing that happens is that uh, uh, you, you queue up for passport control and you know, most people just have their passport scanned. It doesn't matter whether you've got one of the new e-passports or not. You can uh, uh, very easily they can tell who you are and um, uh, off you go. Uh, everything had to be entered by hand. Now, if you go back three or four years, you might well have seen um, a pragmatic approach taken, which is, oh, well, flights coming in from Alicante or Palmer or Faro or whatever. Um, let's have, well, we'll have a look at the passports, uh, the people as they get off, and we'll have a quick flick through their passports, but we're going to basically wave them through. That the old-fashioned be... look at the picture, look at the face, look at the picture yeah. again. Exactly. Uh, that, that probably you know, would have um, uh, happened a few years ago, but there is so much political pressure um, you know, with, with the issues over uh, immigration and so on that um, I, I fear that that wasn't even contemplated, even though um, in terms of managing resources, in terms of uh, you know, getting the best possible result, that would most certainly have been the thing to, thing to do. Someone sent me a link to the uh, Los Angeles Times, and there was there were similar scenes in Los Angeles and California yesterday. Could there be any connection? I uh, I would um, I'm always somebody who thinks that uh, it's coincidence rather than conspiracy. I don't think there 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 is. I've been obviously asking questions about whether this was a, a piece of equipment that failed, maybe a communications problem, maybe a who knows an IT upgrade that went a bit awry. I haven't got answers to those questions yet. I will keep asking them, and um, uh, when I get some news, I will, I will let you know. But, Simon, uh, I, I appreciate uh, your time, and if, if anyone, you know, if they've got answers to anyone, it will be you. When you find out, do give us a call. Simon Calder, uh, travel writer and journalist. He knows his stuff. We've already taken a call from one uh, angry passenger last night who was there for over two hours trying to get through passport control. If you were there, give us a call, 08459 455 555. The problem seems to have been solved now. This is, he raised an interesting point, computer upgrade. Never, Whenever uh, I plug my phone in to my computer and it says, oh, there's an upgrade for your software. I, oh, no, no, no. I always wait like a month or two months for them to iron out the bugs. Because it, it never works for the first three, three or four weeks. There's always bugs, there's always problems, there's always things going on. So I never update it immediately. I wait. Oh, I wait. And also, if you do it on the night when they upgrade it, they release the upgrade, you'll be there for hours. Forget that. Forget that, suckers. Oh, gosh, the needle's just fallen off the record player. That's a bad thing when that happens, isn't it? OK, well, that's, um, that's uh, record week next week. Um, screwed. 08459 555 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. The last... Uh, 
the last 20 minutes of the show, uh, you can give us a call about all kinds of things, but I, I would imagine that lots of you would like to talk about the expa- explan- expansion plans, expansion plans at Luton Airport. Simon Calder there saying it's a good thing. He's a traveller. He thinks it's a cracking idea. It's going to make things easier. Might make things cheaper. What do you think? On the subject of Houghton Regis, Stuart's in Bedford. Morning, Stuart. Good morning, Ian. Stuart, what would you like to say? Oh, uh, uh, on about the policing uh, in uh, uh, Houghton Regis. Yes. The policing everywhere seems to be got, uh, has gone down. Um, but you only have to blame the government, I'm afraid, because they're the ones that are cutting all the, all the uh, money that they're allocating to, for, uh, for policing. Um, like Holly Martins has said, the, the Bedfordshire police have had to cut their force and they're trying to replace them with special constables and, and PCSOs. I do have a, a sympathy for Ollie Martins, because he is in an awful position. Hasn't he got to say something like, is it £20 million over the next few years? It's, it, it's a ridiculous amount of money he has to cut from somewhere. He can't win, can he? But yeah, saying no. that, he still has a responsibility to the residents to keep them safe. Yeah, but like I say, you know, if the manpower is cut, cut you can't have a policeman everywhere. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's the same in Bedford, the, the pedestrian area through Bedford through the town centre. This is supposed to be a pedestrian area, but I stood there for ten minutes the other day, and four boys went flying by on cycles in and out of the in and out and round all the people walking. Somebody's only got to step out of line, and they they run straight into them. Now, I, I spoke to a PCSO about this last year, um, about August time, and she told me that it was going to be looked into, and something would be done about it. You never see a policeman in that part of the town. The only time you ever see a police car down there is when they're going to the, to the stores where people have been shoplifting. And then, like I say, a police car will drive down a pedestrian area. So, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's down to government funding, I'm afraid. Stuart, I appreciate your call. And you can say what I like about Ollie Martins. The, th- the thing I like about Ollie, he always comes in. Pretty much nearly always comes in. We know if we put a call into Ollie, uh, he'll generally say yes. Even if it's to give him a hard time. There are so many other people in all various uh, walks of life and careers who, um, A, refuse to come on the show, uh, and B, complain, complain if they get a hard time. Complain if they get asked hard questions about why people are upset. Martins never complains, Okay, Generally comes on, he never complains. And sometimes he walks out looking like, he, you know, he's looking like a, a, a hound dog. Is that a saying? Is that a saying? That's a saying, isn't it? Hang dog. That's the fella. Uh, and sometimes he walks out with a, a light step in his foot because he's, 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 he's had an easy ride. And, you know, and that's fair enough. He comes in and he's in a... He's got... I think it is about 20 million quid they've got to save. How is he going to do that? He can't do that and keep everybody happy. Saying that... He still has a responsibility to, to protect people and, and to be in charge of the police and make sure people feel safe. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. It's quarter to nine. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the speed sensors in Dunstable, the A5 very slow in both directions around the A505. Also at the Park Street roundabout, all approaches looking very congested at the moment. The A1M southbound, heavy going between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. Then the M25 anti-clockwise, very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. 
On public transport, First Capital Connect and East Midlands have delays of up to 10 minutes possible on services via Harpenden. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Right, it's 8.46. BBC Three Counties Radio. These are your headlines. The government has given the go-ahead for the major expansion of London Luton Airport, which will take passenger capacity up to 18 million a year. A report which looked at 13 police forces, including Hertfordshire, has found that one in five crimes are going unrecorded. And in sport, Watford are to rename the Rouse stand at Vicarage Road after former manager Graham Taylor. We'll speak to Justin in a bit, maybe you as well, but before that, here's the weather with Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Today we've got some light outbreaks of rain to start off with, but it's the heavy thundery showers later on that could be problematic. So the Met Office have a yellow warning in place for rain from midnight through till eight this evening. So there is a risk of localised flooding. Uh, now, fairly light winds today, but feeling cooler than yesterday, with temperatures only up to about 14 or 15 degrees Celsius. Tonight we lose the showers overnight, and it's a, a mostly cloudy one with temperatures down to about six or seven, so still fairly mild. Tomorrow another cloudy day. There is a risk of showers but they'll be very light where they do fall and for many of us it will just be a cooler cloudy but largely dry day with a northeasterly breeze. So temperatures may only get up to about 11 degrees Celsius tomorrow and will be followed by a widespread frost overnight. So we're looking at frosty nights for the bank holiday weekend. Probably not as warm as we'd like it to be but it should be settled at least largely dry with some sunny periods. That's your latest forecast. Every weekday morning. The shop didn't want to give me them back, so I went to the shop, paid them a fee to get my cylinders back. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. I went to speak to this company and I asked them what had happened. It took me absolutely ages to get through to anyone. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. After I left discussion about my cylinders, the, the governing body showed up at my house on the following day. And we could do the same for you. Thanks, Denise. And for the company for getting her cooker back up and running, here's your horn. The JVS Show, weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, and suddenly, suddenly it's 8.48 and the end is in sight. And, oh, look, Tony Fisher is sending me obscene messages on the internal messaging service. I don't know if that's... Is, is that allowed? It's certainly not allowed. OK. Unless you started it, which I suspect No, I didn't did. start that one. It's obscene and it's libelous. Oh. Who do I forward that on to? Me. Uh, boss. Okay, me, I better boss. check it. Should I read it out? No. Oh. Um, what's this bizarre text? I don't think I, I can read this text. Which text? The text that you've just sent me. Hang on, which text did I just send you? Hang on, let me just look. Read the Yorkshire pudding one. Okay, then you can read the long one that I can't... And I'll just check it. Okay. Uh, Yorkshire pudding text. I had Yorkshire pudding and jam last week for pudding, says Daryl from Bedford. Oh, Toby Carveries now do a Yorkshire puds pud. Four puds, drizzle with butterscotch sauce and two dips, raspberry compote and chocolate sauce. Yum! We should go there. Totes. Hey. Hey. Is that Dixie's? Yes. That's Sweet. the place you call Dixie's. Sweet, we're going to go to Dixie's. Okay. Not today. Uh, well, no, it has to be today. Why? Because I'm willing to go today. <laughs> uh, my mum is from Yorkshire and makes her own Yorkshire puddings. The way we have them is as a starter before your plate of beef and veg served with pickled cucumber and onion and gravy. Lovely, Phil. Oh, it's lovely. Full stop, Phil. 
not lovely. Phil. Lovely, lovely and Phil. I'm sure Phil's delightful. I'm sure he's a delightful uh, young person. Um, the airport. These people should quit. Oh, this was uh, the um, problems at the airport last night. These people should quit moaning about a two-hour wait at the airport. We had to wait five hours at the Channel Tunnel on Sunday afternoon due to a train stuck in the tunnel. These things happen. Get over it, says Sue from Cotton End, who I think may have used up her year's quota of exclamation marks in that uh, text. Gary and Luton, airport expansion, great news. But for who? Local people or minimum wage migrant workers? And Martin and Luton says, great, more money for Luton Council. Let's hope they spend some of it on repairing the awful roads we have. We are getting more and more potholes. Delay! Morning, boss. Yes, uh, the feedback this morning in Luton on the airport has been great uh, from the people that I've been talking to, going up to 18 million people here in Luton say it's great news for the town. Well, there you go. It, it, it seems that the, the closer they are to the airport, the more again they are. The further away, the more for they are. Well, in saying that, I spoke to somebody earlier on who lives at the bottom of the runway, and incredibly, she said to me, I don't hear the planes, and she lives at the bottom of the runway. The thing is... Uh, you can you you learn to you learn to tune it out. You you become mm. accustomed to it. We moved uh, at one point near uh, a very big airport, and uh, we stood in the garden, and we listened. And planes went over every three minutes, and it was it was awful. And I said to my wife, "Can we live with this?" She went, "Listen, I, I grew up near an airport. You get used to it." Yeah. We don't know every every now and then we'll we'll go. Oh, that's a loud one, but we don't really notice it. Yeah, I was going to say because when I first started working with you, you were incredibly loud. Now I think I'm just used to it. I'm going to take that as a compliment, Justin, yeah, even yeah. though I suspect it wasn't meant as one. And uh, Yorkshire Puds, yeah. um, years ago, something happened to me, boss. Oh, dear. Uh, yes, I um, went round to my nan's um, <laughs> off the back of uh, playing football, and I was filthy. I was covered in mud, but I popped round to see my nan oh, quickly. I bet she loved that. She was a wonderful cook. She had these fantastic Yorkshire puddings. Oh, they were just absolutely to die for. My mum's are, are still to this day like pancakes, but my nan, she knew how to make a proper Yorkshire pud. So I took it into the kitchen to put some salt on there. You know I love my salt. He does love a bit um, of salt. I accidentally put sugar on there. I was absolutely livid with myself, but I thought I would give it a try. And you know what? It worked. Wow. It How worked. incredible was that? Yeah, it's a pudding. It's a yeah. Yorkshire pudding. Exactly. Hang on, yes. Catherine's, Catherine's looking furious. No, it's essentially a donut. Why wouldn't it work? Well, because it doesn't look like a donut. Yeah, no, exactly. that one. It worked for me. My mum could not make Yorkshire puddings, and neither could my nan. <laughs> I've never had a good homemade Yorkshire pudding. This is why uh, AB, the the old AB. Yeah, yeah. Get, get a bit of Aunt Bessie's. It's, it's wonderful. Just as you're serving up your roast, put your Aunt Bessie's at the bottom of the oven. By the time you've served up, they will be ready, sunshine. <laughs> get in there. Speaking of uh, talking like that, yes. uh, Bob Hoskins passed away yesterday. Very sad news. Uh, we, we salute the Hoss. Um, but but uh, there's a, a great story in uh, some of the papers. The uh, top tips that he gave his daughter, mm. uh, words of advice from her dad. Now, I've been trying to think, uh, just there was a long period of my life when I didn't speak to my dad. I don't think I, there was any advice from my dad, really, that I can carry on. I mean, he, he, Really? He, um, what did he teach you, though? He must have taught you something, which you are still pretty good at today. <laughs> he taught me how to roll up a fag. <laughs> uh, which I could probably do if push came to shove. Yeah. No, he kind of uh, he, he kind of taught me, um, you know, just to keep pushing on with what you want to do and to have faith in yourself. That kind Ooh, of stuff. Absolutely. Uh, we sent you out to ask uh, the people of Beds, Hearts and Indeed Bucks mm. what advice they got from their dad. Yes, um, here's what people have had to say on the things and lessons uh, that uh, their dad taught them? Um, values, how to pour the perfect pint. Ah, oh, now you're talking. My dad owned a pub. He owned that for about 13, 14 years. 
So he taught you how to pull the perfect pint, and also, was there anything that he said to you which has always stuck with you? Wherever you've gone, whatever you've been doing, that's always been at the back of your mind. He always said that we had to believe in ourselves to to make anything happen, so that's always stuck with me. It's, it's what I remember about him. When I first met my dad, uh, got me into the building trade, taught me how to bricklay, plaster, uh, plumbing. Had it. I didn't really meet him until late on in my life. When did you first meet your dad? When I was 16. That was your first meeting with your dad at 16 years old? Yes, it was. Wow, I mean, how was, how was that for you? Yeah, it took a bit of time until we built a bond up and... Yeah, things turned out all right. And the relationship now with your dad, is do, do you see him as a, a dad or do you see him almost like a, a best friend because you met him so late in life? More as a best friend figure in my life at the moment. Uh, what a fascinating story. Thank you so much. That's all right. I'm here with Jersey. He's from Poland. How are you today, sir? I'm good, thank you. Lovely. Um, the things that your dad taught you how to do, um, what can you remember? Driving a car. <laughs> oh, driving a car. Yeah. Now, what was that experience like? Because normally, w- when dads teach their, their sons or their daughters how to drive, it can be a bit of a nightmare. What was the experience like for you? Did it work? Yeah, it did. I mean, well, it was a great experience. So It was the first time I was in a car as a driver, so, yeah, great experience. And did you pass first time? Uh, no, I didn't. Ah, there you go. <laughs> but it's not his fault. <laughs> Justin, you're... Fair play, mate. You're good. Thanks. Where did you get that second fella from? Um, I just literally spoke to him in the street. Um, an incredible story, meeting his dad at 16, and uh, there he was this morning with his box of tools, off to work. He met his dad at 16, his dad taught him all those things, and now um, he's out there making a living because of what his dad taught him. Yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing to get someone like that. Mm, absolutely. What's that noise? That was me prank calling Paul Scorns live on air, oh. ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> live on air. <laughs> it's a little game we have yeah, where I... Yes, you like your game, yeah, Scorns you? and I call each other and then we don't say anything and... Yeah. <laughs> one nil to me, Scorns. See, Kelly Betts has got her hand up in there. Kelly. Well, I was just wondering if Paul Scorns got his message from me the other day. Uh, what message was that? I left a voicemail message on his personal one of the whole entire 10.30 yeah. meeting. And I left a voice message Which of obscenities on his, his... I'm not playing these games with you guys. Well, well... Why is Justin? Mm. Well, Justin. Yeah. Um, how's your new best friend? Who's that? I think you're really going to like this one. It's Mark Forrest. Yeah, cheers, guys, for uh, sending... You talk about Tony Fisher talking about sending messages on the internal system. Thank you for sending a load of uh, messages to, to people at the BBC on my behalf. Yeah, thank you for that. Can I, I just say that I'm glad this is all just bants and this isn't really happening. Oh, no, this was... strictly against no, BBC no, policy. This would never actually happen. This is the fantasy. It's the showbiz, isn't it? It's the fantasy showbiz bullying yeah. that um, we, we, we... It's like fantasy football. This doesn't actually happen. Cheers, yeah. guys. And again, a heads up tomorrow morning. Um, you've had a really bad week of stories from Houghton Regis. Yep. Um some really negative stories about Houghton Regis. So tomorrow morning, I'm going to be live there between 6 to and To make things worse. <laughs> tomorrow, we're going to be live in Houghton Regis looking for a good news story. If you have a good news story yep, about Houghton Regis, come and see me. I'll be live there. We'll give the full details tomorrow morning. We'll be in the radio car. Come and tell me if there is anything good and positive about where you live, if you live in Houghton Regis. Oil. I'm just wondering whether we could... I know I'm like three months too late on this one, but could we do a happy... Count Regis. We do one of those videos and it could go viral. Could we find yeah. enough people to do it? Not with me, you couldn't. I mean, but if you want no, to go... No, get the people of Fountain Regis to, to do it. Justin? Uh, my gut feeling tells me tomorrow that um, I'm going to be in the radio car um, looking at my phone all morning based 
on the story so far this week, but uh, I could be wrong. If there is a positive reaction, I'm certainly more than happy to do a video of some form and to put that online, <laughs> but just bear in mind... Just it's bear like in he's mind, chatting up a girl in a club. If there is a positive reaction, I am more than happy to do a video of some your form. Name, your videos. name is above the door. Just remember that, OK? Justin Dealey, excellent stuff indeed. Thank you very much. Catherine Boyle, Kelly Betts, well done. Good work. We, I think we got away with it this morning. What an action-packed show. By the way, uh, I should remind you, if you want to download the Best Bits podcast, a new one comes out every week. Sorry? Yes! Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what that was for. Uh, then you can. If you go to um, iTunes and type in Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E, BBC, uh, it pops up. You can subscribe to that. And this show is also on the Instagram. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, if you type in Ian Lee Show, you can find us on there. Right, let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. The A1M southbound still looking very heavy between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. On the speed sensors in Beerton, the A418 very heavy as you approach Aylesbury Town Centre. Then also between Halton Regis and Dunstable, the A5 is slow going in both directions, especially around Luton Road. On public transport, First Capital Connect and East Midlands have delays of up to 10 minutes possible on services via Harpenden. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, 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 Paul Scoynes has sent me... just the rudest one-word text I've ever received. And he sent it, and I... He sent it from a BBC phone, guys. Oh, dear. JBS is up next. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, does the expansion of Luton Airport sound like a good or bad idea to you? The government has 